Saturdays are for the boys, and the boys are back on the gridiron. Welcome to today's broadcast of Lawrence High School Cardinals football, exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx. Underwritten by Ryder University. Discover Ryder University at a fall open house. Register today at ryder.edu slash open house. As the cards warm up for today's fight on the field, let's throw the mic over to Sean Johnson and Zach Helfer for the pregame show, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Welcome to Lawrence Cardinals Football and your 2022 National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Radio Board nominee for College Radio Station of the Year, 1077 Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer, and we've got a big game here between our Lawrence Cardinals and the Hikestown Rams. Now, last week, we saw our Lawrence Cardinals win over the West Windsor United, 28-26. It was a good game all the way down to the last minute. We saw a lot of action there. Zach, I know you were not there, but... Um, you know, we saw our, our Cardinals get a big comeback win. They weren't looking great in the beginning, which, uh, as you were mentioning pregame, you know, that's that's a theme that we've been seeing here. Yeah, no, first of all, it's great to be back in the booth with you tonight. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited to see if the Cardinals will end up 3-1 and one on the year. Um, but, yeah, we were talking about it. You know, the slow starts, you know, all three games so far this season, they've kind of been uh, starting out a little sluggish, and I'm sure Coach Radis is uh, – emphasized that to his team during practice and team meetings but uh you know we'll see if something changes tonight with uh, the one and two uh heightstown team coming into town tonight but uh you know there's, there's uh there's ways to get out of a slow start and it's kind of just working your bell horses and uh you know we, we're going to touch on it in a little but the running backs of uh, keandre soto and jihad dix hopefully they can get this team going yeah and i mean they definitely continued their dominance last week both of them having a touchdown and jihad dix dix having a 60 yard touchdown to keep the cardinals in the game so uh, definitely both of them having a huge impact as normal oh first few games it kind of seemed like it was either or that was kind of getting it going but last game you know they both of them were really getting things going for the cardinals yeah i mean you know i don't know if we were you guys were uh, talking about it last week but the comparison of the cleveland browns duo of uh, nick chubb and uh, kareem hunt kind of that uh, even uh, even workload right there and uh you know coach we were talking with coach radis before the game and uh you know i'm not going to spill any secrets but uh you know excited to see both of those guys take the rock tonight yeah, and uh, we did see Dane Bates getting a little bit of the carries, too, in that uh, Hopewell Valley game. It looked like he was really going to be in the mix. Uh, we didn't see him a lot last week, but, uh, you know, still expecting to see him in these upcoming weeks and tonight. Yeah, I mean, even if he's not working the uh, running game, he's uh, he's fantastic out of the uh, the tight end slot. And uh, and uh, we're... Uh We'll, we'll see it. We'll see how he gets incorporated tonight. And, uh, you know, the passing game, you know, I heard that uh, they kind of worked that in a little bit more last week, which is nice to hear. And hopefully, uh, you know, they even build off of last week's performance in the passing game tonight. Yeah, I mean, the passing game definitely looked a lot better last week. We saw them complete a few passes, one of them going for, I believe, over 20 yards. So that was definitely good. We saw Brogel showing off his arm a little bit better, which was uh, definitely Definitely a good sight coming into today's game because this Heightstown team cannot really pass the ball that well, so maybe they'll beat them in that aspect. Yeah, and another aspect I expect them to beat is the special teams aspect. Uh, Samis Walker taking on the uh, the game-winning touchdown off the uh, the muff punt, and uh, you know that's another. You know, if they can beat uh, if they can beat Heightstown on all three levels, offense, defense, and special teams, the Cardinals will come out with a victory tonight. Yeah, and special teams definitely played a big part in last week's game uh, against United. We saw United after they scored the first touchdown on their first drive, they ended up kicking an onside kick and. Uh, 
on their second drive, and they ended up recovering. Uh, so Lawrence was pretty much on their heels way in the start, but they were able to bounce back. Uh, so if Lawrence can kind of, you know, step up their special teams game, which they did in the end of that game, as you said, Walker had the touchdown on the muff punt. But if they can, you know, just really start high on special teams and just on all aspects alone, I think it'll be a good game for them today. Yeah, you know, and that goes back to the uh, the sluggish start. I mean, if they if they continue to, to work their game and work the way that they want to play, then they could take advantage of their opponents. Starting out slow against Princeton, albeit they won the game. They did not play well against uh, Hopewell Valley, and then last week starting out slow against uh, West uh, West Windsor, West Windsor South, West Windsor North. Kind of combined the two schools yeah. together. Um, <laughs> you know, if they can if they can take this Heightstown team early, then I, I think the Cardinals have a good chance of winning this game. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they're definitely going to have a bit of an easier job defensively because, as we said, this Heightstown team they're not great at passing, so we can kind of. Ex- we pretty much know what they're going to do. They're going to try to run this ball all game. They've only got three running touchdowns all year, but uh, their their running stats, stats don't look too bad. But looking at their receiving stats, I mean, they've only got one receiver over 10 yards on the year, and there's been three games already, being uh, Yasin El Hessiani, excuse me. And uh, besides that, nobody else has over two receptions. So uh, they they can definitely expect this ball to stay on the ground. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Uh Hopefully the defensive backs for the Cardinals tonight can kind of take advantage of the weak passing game and then the linebackers and defensive linemen stacking the box a little bit, moving forward on pressure, can uh, can slow the running game down. Another thing I do want to touch upon, and which we'll get into the uh, the coach's clipboard in a little, is the uh, the grit of the Cardinals. You know, we, we keep talking about these slow starts that they've had, but they continue, they've, have, they've had continued to battle. Um, Princeton starting out slow, they ended up winning that game pretty comfortably. I know Hopewell Valley, they got it off to... Uh, you know, a pretty big deficit, but they didn't quit until the final whistle of the game. And then obviously last week with the uh, the slow start against uh, United, they, uh, you know, they come back and uh, with a, a very gritty 28-26 victory. Yeah, you're definitely right, Zach. This is definitely a team that is not ready to give up, even when you say they're down big against Hopewell Valley. They wanted that touchdown. They kept going until they were able to score, and that's eventually what they ended up doing. And, you know, we can expect them to do that pretty much in every single season or every single game this season. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, the middle of the season now, it's kind of a make or break, what, you know, what you want to do, what your team's going to look like. And, uh, you know, now it's time to show, you know, put, put all your cards on the uh, on the deck and let's go. All right, that's going to do it for our pregame show. Uh, when we return, we'll get into the coach's clipboard with Coach Radis. We'll be back with more Lawrence High School football right here on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7thebronc.com. High School Football on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House. Located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, Cranberries, the pub, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider open house can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a Rider Bronc. 
Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 Route 518, Skillman. Your furry family members provide you unconditional love every day, and during this time of uncertainty, their positivity can instantly lift your spirits. The team at Progressive Veterinary Care is here to provide exceptional care to keep your pets happy and healthy. To make sure humans stay safe, they are offering curbside care. Simply call 609 333 8686. When you arrive for your appointment, a Progress Vets team member will bring your pet into the office to conduct their examination and bring your fur baby back to your vehicle. Payments can be made over the phone. If you're not sure if your pet requires medical attention, you could set up a telehealth consultation via Zoom and a team member can help you determine if your pet needs to be seen. You could order your pet's meds via their online pharmacy at ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. The office is open Monday through Friday, 830 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday till 1. Though things may be uncertain right now, one thing you know for sure is that your pet will continue to love you unconditionally. For updates and more information about their services, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salad, Salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's bocellipizza.com. That's bocellipizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Bocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 29 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. We're back with more Lawrence High School Cardinals pregame show, exclusively on 1077 The Bronx. We've still got some time before the opening kickoff, so let's go down to the sidelines and chat with head coach Rob Raddus ahead of tonight's matchup. I'm Zach Helfer with 1077 WRRC, and for the coach's clipboard uh, for tonight's game, we have, of course, the coach of the, of the Lawrence Cardinals football team, Coach Rob Raddus. Hey, Zach, thanks for covering us again, and looking forward to chatting some football with you here this evening. Of course, of course. All right, first question. So we were just speaking about it uh, before, but great comeback win against West Windsor on Friday. What was the game plan when you found yourself down by multiple possessions? Well, I mean, it was so strange the way the game started. We kicked off to them. They drove and scored. Then they, I think the kid didn't intentionally pop the ball up. It was like 35 feet high in the air. I've never seen a kick like that. And it went like 10 yards long, you know? Our kid should have fair caught it and raised his hand above his head. And it would have been fine. But he tried to jump one. He was unsure. He's a sophomore. So we were down 12 nothing before we blinked and even touched the ball. So I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long night if we continue to go this path, right? So... They kicked back off to us, um, down 12, and it took us two plays to score, so it kind of made everybody feel a little bit better, right? Like, okay, we're going to score. It's going to be a shootout, maybe. We know we can play, you know? Um, and then after that, the night just kind of unfolded. It was, uh, it was, what, 20 to 7, then it was 
Yeah, it was 20 to 7 at the half, so they scored again and got the two-point conversion. And then, you know, we made it 20 to 14, I guess, and we made it 21-20, and then they scored again. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what's going on here? And then we, you know, kind of punt it and strip the kid of the ball, and our, our Samis picked it up and ran in for a touchdown. Move, move calls a fumble. I'm like, wow, this is just one of those games tonight, you know? And then we got the ball back with about four minutes, four plus to go. And we just went into grind mode. We're just like, keep getting first downs, man. You're not going to get the ball back now, you know? And uh, we got fortunate to get out of there. I told the coach after the game, listen, this could have gone either way. We threw a deep ball down that, that their sideline, and we, cut, we didn't have the best coverage on it. It just was a little bit overthrown. So I really thought the game could have gone either way. We got lucky. So we were fortunate to uh, get out of there with a W. Uh, absolutely. Um, the defense, I, I thought, looked great in the second half. What, what kind of turned turn their game around? Well, we went in at halftime. We didn't, like, you know, we didn't get, we weren't, like, angry about things. We were just like, hey, listen, we could fix these things. And I talked to the offense. I'm like, let's get the ball and score and get this game down at 20 to 14. And uh, I think once they saw that we were we were driving, the defense kind of didn't play so tight. I thought they were playing tight early on. Like, oh, if we let them score, keep scoring, we're going to be in deep trouble. Like, we were at, we were helping their uh, their drives. We had a lot of kids jumping off sides, like, in, in the neutral zone. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on here? So I thought, like, ironing out those a little bit helped it help settle it. And then I think, you know, I think we made some timely plays in the end. You know, I thought they, they got better as the game went on. And I couldn't agree more. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, it's flipping to the other side of the ball. The passing game looked a lot better than in previous games. So are you continuing to work on this throughout practice? We are. Happening? The biggest thing we need to do is catch footballs, right? So, like, like our quarterback, Gio, is putting the ball where it belongs. We're just, we're just not helping him out at all. And it, it's not just one kid. It's a bunch of kids. So I'm just like, just keep, I guess maybe they're, they're pressing a little hard. I mean, just, just keep working it. Just keep working it. Keep working it. And, uh... You know, good things will happen. So we're heading into week four, and we're hoping that we can certainly make some of these connections now. I thought Jonathan Zliska caught a nice streak down the right sideline. Um, there were some clock, clock issues. Like they were running the clock in, like, in between plays when they shouldn't have. So I'm like, <clears throat> I was talking to the officials. I'm like, well, if you took off like 45 extra seconds, we had a chance to score at the end of that half again. They're like, they're going to totally get it as a new clock operator. I'm like, yeah, everyone's doing their best. They get that. But I'm just making a point there. So... We're going to keep working to get better. You know, we're going to worry about us and things we can control and just keep on working to get better. That's, that's sort of the goal. So there's a lot of intangibles that you can measure through a football team that come through on a stat sheet. But one thing that isn't seen on that sheet is grit. And you guys seem to embody a ton of grit. So I was wondering if you and the coaching staff look for those types of intangibles during practice and even the games. Well, listen, we always talk about toughness and, and you know, overcoming adversity and, you get knocked down, get back up, it's sort of like a microcosm of life, right? So, you know, that's the greatest compliment someone could say is your team is gritty, your team plays hard, your team doesn't give up. Like, they're the things we're trying to teach kids, not just in, in football, but like in life, you know what I mean? So, we were super happy with their effort. The kids were super happy at the end of the night. And I just felt like they felt like they overcame something to get the two and one. And uh, they had to earn it. They had to really dig deep for it. So, we're like, grit is a great word for that one. You know, they were definitely gritty. Yeah, I mean, that's, I could not agree more. Last question here. This is usually one that I'll always end on is, what can we expect next week against Heightstown? Jeez, they're, they're one and one They, they beat uh, Trenton. They lost to Robbinsville. And, you know, they, they do a lot of good things. Like, they're physical. Uh, they have three different quarterbacks they use. Sorry about that. 
three different quarterbacks they use. Uh, one's a runner. One is, uh, you know, a little bit more of a thrower. Uh, they play an odd front defense. So, you know, we're going to have some adjusting to do right away. And I, our message to the kids today was, like, you get a home game. You got a chance to go to 3-1. and one. Let's fight. Let's let's just go in there and fight hard for the 48 minutes that we play. I said, I think you'll be real happy that, you know, you, you did all that. If you do all that, you're going to you've got a great chance to win the football game. So I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, they're, they're getting the message. And I'm, we had a really good practice today. Um, and I'm hopeful that, you know, it's going to be an exciting game on Friday. That's the goal. Uh, that's all for tonight's Coach's Clipboard. Thank you again, Coach Radis, for joining us. And uh, us at WRRC, wish you the best of luck Friday night. 77 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten in part by Thai Ta Chalk, the official Thai food truck of 1077 The Bronx. Beef Thai sweet basil stir fry, fried wontons, crab cake sticks, veggie spring rolls, and of course, Thai Ta Chalk specialty Cha Yen Thai milk tea and Nam Krap Chia Pibiscus tea. Oh my gosh, doesn't that just sound delicious? Well, you can have your share of Southeastern Thai goodness at Thai Ta Chalk. Thai Ta Chalk is a new mobile food truck that offers tasty Southern style Thai food and beverages. Tai Ta Chalk can drive to wherever you are. Parties, corporate events, block parties, school events, the list goes on. You could even find them at local fairs, festivals, and events. There are several ways you can connect with Tai Ta Chalk. You can access them through Facebook by simply searching their name. You can also DM them on social media. And to schedule Tai Ta Chalk for your next event by phone, it's 609-201-8656. However you choose to contact them, you'll be glad you did. We love Tai Ta Chalk. WRRCFM, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Playing the biggest hits and best variety, only on 1077 The Bronx. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salad, Salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's bocellipizza.com. That's bocellipizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Bocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 29 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. Previously on Lawrence High Football. The ball comes out. Samise Walker making up for his mistake. Samise Walker on the fumble recovery. Touchdown Cardinals. Welcome to your home for Lawrence Cardinals football. Right here on the Bronx Radio. Underwritten by Vocelli Pizza, now serving their famously delicious family pizza and garlic sauce recipes in Lawrenceville. To order, pick up, or delivery, it's VocelliPizza.com. And by Pork Chops Barbecue, freshly prepared homestyle barbecue, authentic Portuguese cuisine, and even bubble teas in Ewing. For more information online, it's PCBBQ.com. The cards are ready. The fans are ready. Are you ready? Let's go upstairs to your Bronx broadcasters, Sean Johnson and Zach Hill. For only on 1077 The Bronx. 
We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer, and we are just about ready to start this game off here between the Lawrence Cardinals and Hightstown Rams. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's game time. The uh, captains are now out uh, getting ready for the coin toss here. It's also homecoming night here at Lawrence High. A lot of the alumni are out tonight, so congratulations to everybody who was inducted into the uh, 2022 Lawrence High Sports uh, Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, hopefully some players on the field tonight get themselves in there in the future. Yeah, that was a nice little ceremony. They were, uh, you know, highlighting some of the players that uh, played here exactly about, like, 20 to 30 years ago. Some of them still holding records on this football field. So definitely interesting. And uh, hopefully some of these guys, as you said, maybe there'll be some record holders here. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's get this game started, though, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely we're running a little late on the time here to start this game. So, uh there was a ceremony, so yeah, it's it's understandable. Yeah. We had uh, the band going on before the game too, and uh, as you said, the ceremony. So looks like they just flipped the coin, and it looks like Heightstown won. We'll see what they decide to go with. Deferred. So it looks like Lawrence will start with the ball here, and this is gonna, you know. Hopefully be the end of this theme where Lawrence has a slow start to the game. Maybe we will see a score on this first drive from them. Yeah, you know, and honestly mix it up a little bit. I know, you know, you know, work your bell horses with uh, with uh, Soto and Dix, but also, you know, get, you know, you've been working on the passing game the last couple of weeks, and I'm sure you've been working on it in practice. And, you know, now let's mix it up in the game and, uh, you know, let, let's see how they start out because if they start out, you know, with a, a good, efficient drive, then that will give motivation and confidence in their defense to uh, to do their thing. And, you know, as we touched on it in the pregame show, uh, you know, the uh, passing game of Heightstown, of Heightstown is not going to be uh, as efficient tonight. So hopefully these, uh, you know, front seven can, can kind of lock in and stop the run. So it'll be Dix going back for well, the kickoff here. For the the back with Dix is Kamara. And is that, I believe that's a girl that's out there kicking uh, for, for Heightstown. Yeah. Good for her. I always love to see the girls get involved. Yeah. You don't see it, see it a lot. I only played against a girl once when I was in uh, in high school football. My freshman year, my freshman year of high school, uh, we had a female kicker, and she she was like money from like 40 yards out, even 45, maybe even 50. She was absolute money. All right, we'll see what the girl kicker can do here for Heightstown, as she is going to have a squib kick covered by Lawrence, brought all the way down to the 35. Dada gives the Cardinals a start on the 36 here. On their own. Here comes the Cardinals offense. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are hungry, you're love to see what this offensive line can do tonight. Side. Obviously, I I wasn't there to call last week's game, but but um you know in the game against Hopewell Valley, they uh you, you know they struggled a little bit. So let's see if they can work themselves uh you know in, into rhythm tonight and uh and you know give this Cardinals offense the uh the confidence they need. Rogel will start in I formation, something we've seen plenty of times this year. He'll hand off to Soto, who's going to break two tackles right away, make it three. He's going to get a five-yard gain to start this off for the Cardinals. Yeah. The uh, linebackers for uh, Heightstown kind of uh, 
jumped the offensive line right there, but uh, you know Soto and the uh, the big body on him kind of uh, kind of a loose uh, made it a little elusive and uh, broke the tackles right there for a nice five yard gain. Second and five for the Cardinals now. Power O offense always continues to work for the Cardinals here. We're back in the I formation again. Ball is handed off back to Soto. We're going to get some flags. Play will be stopped. I didn't see any movement on the line. So I don't think it's a false start. Possibly offsides here. We'll see what they call. It is encroachment on the defense. Five yards. That's going to be a first down, I believe, and yes, it will be. Well, the, hey, you know, this is uh, this is the start we needed. You know, you know, I don't know, I don't know if the uh, the Cardinals were making mistakes like they had the first two weeks last week, but uh, you know, if they allow the other team to make the mistakes for them, then you know they should be uh, home running with this win tonight. First down after the penalty will be handed off to Soto. Soto pulling over his own man, picking up an extra three yards. And it's going to be a gain of four on the first and ten for the Cardinals. Yeah, I think the refs might have missed a false start on the uh, on, on the uh, right tackle for the Cardinals. Uh, but that early start allowed him to make a key block, for uh, which allowed Soto to get in the lane and pick up four there. Soto's going to come out, and Dix will take his place. Second and four for the Cardinals. Ball is snapped and handed off to Dix, who's going to fall forward for a gain of about two. All right, it's about what would you say, third and five? Yeah, third and five for the uh, the Cardinals here. Let's get in a little play action. They've run the ball about the first three to four plays of this game, and uh, now let's see what the passing offense can do. Although they do have Soto in the backfield, so I'm not sure that the the passing offense will be intact. They did bring out their wide receivers as well. No wide receivers out there right now. They do have Bates in, along with Fernandez in at tight end. Maybe a little play action and then a throw over to Fernandez. It is going to be handed off to oh, Soto, who's going to pick it up, break a tackle. And he's going to get an extra 10 yards. It's a first down for the Cardinals. That was a swifty move by uh, Brogel there. Double fullback formation along with Soto behind the fullbacks. He faked it to uh, Bates out of the out of the fullback uh, slot and uh, did a little like 180 to hand it off to Soto, completely putting the defense on their heels, allowing the uh, Cardinals to pick up that first down. Very, very good and creative play call by Coach Radis right there. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. That had me confused. I thought that was going to be a play action. I thought that ball was going to be in the air. And they must have practiced on that a lot because that is not an easy play to make, especially at this high school level. Ball is snapped and handed off to Soto, going right up the middle. He'll Got fall forward Soto. for another five yards. Soto so far having a big impact on this game. The offensive line is also doing their work there, not allowing the uh, front seven of Heightstown to kind of create uh, create problems for Soto. He's, you know, you, can't, you keep picking up five-yard gains, uh, you're going to get yourself in the end zone at some point. That'll bring up second and five now for the Cardinals offense. Wide receivers come back out here. Brogel in eye formation. He's got Soto behind him. He will hand off to Soto, who is wrapped up in the backfield. He'll fall forward for about a pickup of one or two. Yeah, the defense wasn't fooled there. That's just, that was the seventh straight run by the Cardinals, and the defense was all over that. Now making it a third and manageable 
for Lawrence. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they went with the run again, though. Yeah, I would definitely not be shocked to see the run either here, Zach. And once again, they'll come out in the same formation they did last third down. Double fullback. Soto in the backfield. Maybe do the same play, but uh, flip it to the other side. He motions his fullbacks. He's going to hand off to Soto, who will pick up the first down and fall forward for an extra three yards after. Well, having that double fullback formation allows those two guys, those two fullbacks, to pick up missed blocks or uh, ensuing defenders who haven't been picked up by the offensive line, and they pick them up right there, allowing Soto to get his uh, get his lane and into uh, into uh, you know red zone territory for the Cardinals. Heightstown so far just struggling to keep the Cardinals, you know from stopping to getting four or five yards every single time they touch the ball. Well, have, running the ball at each and every play, you know, you're, this defensive line and linebackers are gonna, st are gonna get tired. Brogel motions, and he'll hand off to Soto, who is finally wrapped up in the backfield, but he'll fall forward for about a gain of one, but that could have been a loss of three. Yeah, that definitely could have been a loss. The, uh, he's got a lot of muscle on him to, uh, you know, kind of get, th yeah, he had three Heightstown defenders on him, and uh, he didn't let them take him down right at the first impact. He, uh, you know, muscled his way in. Even though it was only a yard, it was, uh, you know, a positive play for the Cardinals. Second and nine now for the Cardinals. I think now is the perfect time your first throw of the game. I could not agree more. Dix is in the backfield. I wouldn't mind a little screen action play. Get him moving. No safety over the top, though. There we go. And it is going to be a throw. Brogel using his legs, getting around to the left side. Takes a big hit at the end of the play. Might have been enough for the first down. We'll see where they place that ball. Well, I think the Cardinals wanted to work in the play action, but right as... Uh, Brogel looked upfield to make a pass. There was two defenders on him, and he had to use his legs. Uh, luckily, you know, uh, a Heightstown defender tried to make a, shoe, a shoestring tackle on Brogel, but he uh, evaded it and got himself close to the first down marker. So they're going to call it third and short, about two yards to go for the Cardinals here for the first down. We saw Brogel pretty much for the first time all season use his legs last week to pick up a big third down. And this time on second and uh, long, he goes and makes it a manageable third and short. He'll hand it off to Soto. This might be a little short. Yeah, Heightstown was definitely expecting that. Soto tackled immediately once he touched the ball in the backfield. Now the interesting thing here, does Coach Radis go aggressive, try to go for this fourth down, or does he take the three points? Looks like he's gonna stay, keep his offense out there. Yeah, I think the way that this drive has been going it's only fourth and one. You've been averaging probably four to five yards on each play so far. You've got to go ahead and run this ball. They got a jumbo package in on the uh, offensive line side, and they're going with the double fullback formation again with Soto in the backfield. Fourth and one here for the Cardinals. Hand it off to, actually, Brogel will keep it, and he is not going to get the first down. He's actually going to lose a yard here. That's going to be a turnover on downs. Yeah, Heightstown was all over that one. It, it, it's honestly not a bad play call right there. You, you know, Brogel used his legs on the uh, uh, on second down on this on this uh, possession, but uh, yeah, the Heightstown defenders kind of uh, keyed in on him there. And if he, you know, if he evaded if he evaded the tackle, he would have. It didn't look like there was anybody in the open field there to stop him. Could have had himself a first down, maybe even a touchdown. Unfortunately, could not get around the defender. Turn 
turnover on downs for the Cardinals. I mean, if you ask me, I think that Soto might have been able to pick that one up on his own. I mean, he has rarely not gotten one yard so far today. Yeah, we keep talking about it. You know, the working your uh, working your bell horses right there. Soto's been your guy all season, especially in tight uh, tight downs and uh, not handing handing it off to them. There might uh, you know might come costly. Heightstown is going to start off with a run. We're going to get some penalties on the play. It's going to be a holding on the offense. So a tough start here for the Rams offensively. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's two mistakes now for the uh, for Heightstown. So definitely not where you want their offense to start. Uh, you know, for Heightstown, it's not where their offense wants to uh begin this game at kind of backed up near their own end zone good start though for the uh, Cardinals defense 445 remaining here in this first quarter it's moving fast huh yeah the Cardinals definitely chewed a lot of clock off on that possession they went pretty much the whole field they'll leave Heightstown within their own 10 after the penalty Pat and is a quarterback run he's got a lot of space in front of him Going all the way for Heightstown. It's a touchdown for the Rams. What a tough start here. 99-yard QB draw for the touchdown. I was looking in the backfield to see if there was any flags for a potential holding. There are none back there. And another slow start for the Lawrence Cardinals. This is their fourth game in a row. And, you know, it goes back to that fourth down that the Cardinals had when they were on offense. You feed that ball to Soto, potentially. He picks up the first down. You're now in a first and goal situation. Unfortunately, now you're down six to nothing and, you know, potentially seven to nothing after this, uh, after this extra point. Cole Vincent goes the entire field practically as the extra point will be up and good. With 4.15 remaining in the first quarter, Heistown East. Seven, Brianna Sargi with the extra point. And again, you know, it's also nice, you know, always nice to see a girl uh, succeed in football. She gets the uh, extra point here to put Heightstown up 7-2-0. Definitely a rough start for the Cardinals, something we've seen every single game so far question is how will they bounce back they've been able to bounce back well so far in two of their games yeah I mean you know now is where you you know you 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 buckle down and, and you go to work seven nothing there's a lot of football left in this game continue to I mean continue to work Soto and Dix at the backfield it worked for you know eight out of the nine plays on the uh on the first drive we'll see we'll see what happens here but you know you can't let your 99 yard touchdown discourage you as much as you may think as much as you may think you're out of this game you are absolutely not continue to work continue to uh to run your game plan and uh you know hopefully good things will come for the cardinals kamara and Dix back there to receive for the cardinals we're down seven to zero to these heightstown Rams. Got another squib kick here. Gonna be fielded by Dix. He's gonna let it go past him. Still not falling on it yet. Able to get it now, and that is a not a great play here for the Cardinals. They'll be down around the 18th. Nah, he uh, he didn't have a lot of uh, momentum towards that ball. Allowed it to get away from him there, and now the Cardinals are starting inside their own 20, maybe even on the 20. 
you know, mental mistakes are, you know, a killer in football, and so far the Cardinals have had a couple of them to start this game out. On that first drive, the Cardinals definitely did look good. It's just they weren't able to execute down in the red zone. So we'll see how they answer back here on their second drive. And now this is where coaching comes into play because for the first drive of most teams' games, they're scripted plays. You kind of know what you're going to do in what situation. Now with the script out of play, it's time to uh, you know call the right plays and call the, uh, the right formations and have your players do their job and go to work going to be a handoff here Soto going nowhere a gain of maybe two I think uh, Heightstown the Heightstown defensive line and even the front seven have uh, kind of keyed in on the run it might be time to mix in some passes considering they're not playing any safeties over the top try a little deep ball here with one-on-one -on -one coverage that could that could do the job and this defense you know compared to some of the other teams they've gone up against looks a little smaller so Maybe try to feed some of your bigger guys in the air. Maybe Dane Bates. We saw him get a few uh, targets last week. And then also Alex Fernandez. Looks like they're going to pass this time. They'll give it exactly to Dane Bates. And he's going to pick up about five on the play. Making it a third and short. Yeah, play action pass. Dane Bates held the block. Uh, you know, as you know, to sell the run and then went out in the flat. Easy throw for Brogel to make and a uh, nice pickup there by the Cardinals to make it third and, uh, third and relatively short. So third and short here for the Cardinals. They'll bring out one receiver. Smith Walker all the way out there to the left. Brogel under center in I formation. Brogel will hand off to Soto who is going to be brought down at the line of scrimmage once again. And Heightstown all over the running game now. Cardinals going to be forced to bring out the punt team. It's unfortunate they couldn't get, you know, these slow starts. You know, I'm, I know Coach Radis isn't happy about it. You had your chance on the first drive of the game. Unfortunately, you couldn't convert. And now you're going to be... Uh, you know, face, going back on defense, facing a, you know, what looks like a prolific Heightstown uh, rushing offense considering they scored a 99-yard touchdown in two plays. So, oh! It's going to be a fake. Soto's going to get the ball. Does he have enough for the first down? He does. He's still on his feet. Wow. It's a fake punt on their own 25-yard line. I was not expecting that. Coach Radis, I was just saying how he was going to be disappointed on these first two drives, and uh, he shocked us all here. I know we were not expecting it up here, and uh, what a play call. What a play call. My goodness. Talk about having some guts. Within your own 30-yard line, they call for the fake punt, and they get it. And, and it's know, first and ten. And, you know, now that that puts mo motivation and confidence, momentum, into this uh Oh my goodness, what a pick here for Heightstown. As they try to get it to Dane Bates down the field, it's going to be a one-handed grab. Brian Davis with the highlight play here for the Rams, and that just, I mean, right after the fake punt, that just takes the, the air right out of the tires here for the Cardinals. Well, I was just talking about how there's going to be momentum for the Cardinals right there, that interception by... Brogel completely took that momentum away, but uh, yeah, what a pick! That was an that was actually outstanding. 
Yeah, that is definitely something you do not see every day. Now, a little more air on that ball, too, and Bates has got himself a nice catch and yards to go. Hightstown now starting in great field position. Position, excuse me. It's going to be handed off. Looks like a gain of about seven. Number nine, Jason Coke will be carried, taken down by eight. And that, that gain of seven didn't, didn't have to come. Melkire was in the backfield. He hit... Uh, he hit the running back on impact there. He just happened to miss the tackle, which allowed the uh, running back to get, uh, you know, some extra yards right there. That was Javion Carter on the carry. So now it'll be second and about four for the Rams. They'll come out in shotgun formation. Takes a snap in the backfield here, and it's going to be a sack, and that's a big one for the Cardinals. They get them about seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Well, Melchior missed the tackle on the uh, on the first play of this drive, and uh, he forced he forced the quarterback, who looked like he was trying to do like a, a you know a, a quick little quarterback sneak to uh, run outside and allowed the. Uh, Cardinals defense to, uh, you know, get a loss of seven right there. That was an excellent play by defensive captain Matt Melkier. Yeah, and Vincent, uh, the quarterback here for the Rams, kind of a uh, rookie mistake. He is a sophomore getting some uh, varsity minutes here, and he just goes way back. And it looks like that's going to be it for the first quarter here. Our Lawrence Cardinals trail the Heightstown Rams 0-2-7. When we return, we'll get into the second quarter action here only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 TheBronc.com. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. Football is back. Tune in to 1077 The Bronx to hear me, Dame Bates, fullback and DN, and the rest of the Lawrence Cardinals play all of our home and road games this season on WRRC FM. To listen online, go to 1077thebronc.com and click WRRC1. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 1077 The Bronx, WRRC FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. Well, I believe we had a penalty here on third down. Yeah, it was a penalty on Heightstown for holding. They held Melkier. It didn't matter, though. He absolutely bull rushed the offensive line to cause, an, I, I believe, another seven-yard sack after missing the first tackle on the on the first play of the uh, of the drive. Here, he's been an absolute bellhawk to start the uh, you know to start this game. I would say you know even the last two possession the last two plays, excuse me. And uh, you know, forcing this uh, this Rams offense to uh, punt deep into their own zone. That's going to bring up fourth and very long for the Rams. Chase Montgomery on to punt. 
Don't get it all the way down. Dix able to field it on the hop, nearly lost it. And four Rams are all over him. A fifth comes in, finally brings him down. Not able to bring it too far from where he fielded it. They will start on their own 25. Dix has been a little shaky fielding, uh, fielding these balls right now uh, in the kick and punt formation. Um, you know, not so, you definitely, you definitely after your defense kind of picked the offense back up after that interception. Uh, you know, you don't want to put the uh, the Rams in good field position. Luckily, he held on to the ball, but uh, definitely a little shaky to start out on the the kick returns. And it'll be Dix out there to start for running back on this drive. Brogel once again under center. He'll take the snap. It's going to be a pitch out to the right, and Dix is going to be brought down in the backfield. That one, again, the Hypestown Rams are just, they, they needed one drive to see, you know, what the Cardinals have been doing on the run game, and they have just been flawless since then. Yeah, they're keying in on the run, and it's not fooling them at all. I mean, that's about three to four straight run plays where the, uh, the Rams' defense has... Uh, has stopped, you know, either at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield, and now the Cardinals are looking at second and long. About a minute gone here in this second quarter. Cardinals got a second and about 13. Brogel in eye formation, takes the snap, hands it off up the middle. Once again, going nowhere, and we've got a lot of action going on here to the left. It looks like might have been kind of a fight there. Just a lot of uh, a lot of unnecessary actions there between, uh, I believe there's Samise Walker and uh, one of the cornerbacks here for the Rams. You know, wide receiver cornerback matchups can, uh, you know, they can get a little, uh, a lot of trash talk can ensue. And, uh, you know, you know, hotheads can prevail. And uh, right there, that, that did happen. But, uh, you know, no flags thrown on the play. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the rush the didn't go anywhere either. So now the Cardinals are looking at third and long. Got to go past here, right? Yeah, I mean, third and long, they're, they're, they've been locking up the run here. you got to go past. They're going to go play action here. Brogel rolling out. He's going to have a little bit of space to do it himself. He's going to pick up three yards. Looks like he didn't see anything in the air there, and that's going to be a fourth and ten. I'm not even sure it was that. I just think he was so keyed in on just running it anyway. I mean, he didn't even look to uh, to kind of find a receiver downfield. Um, he, evaded, he evaded a sack, but, you know, he had some space there to kind of maybe potentially look to throw and, you know, get some yardage there. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, he got back to the line of scrimmage, but... Another three and out for the Cardinals. I'm not exactly sure if that was a uh, designed quarterback run, but, uh, you know, in that type of case, as Brogel punts it down the field, and it's going to be forwarded around the 45. Tackle brought down now. We're going to get a flag. It looked like probably a horse caller. I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> um, I do not think that was a good call, if that's what the call is. See what this call is. I mean, the crowd audibly reacted to that tackle. Called a face mask. It's going to be 15 yards added on to the end of the run. And once again, special teams just proving to be huge in this game. We saw the fake punt. Able to pick up the first down for the Cardinals, even though it did not go far at all. 
uh, after that drive. Um, and now we've got a big penalty here, which puts the Rams in great field position after the face mask. I just think that was a hard tackle. I don't think, you know, it's, it's hard to see from where we're sitting at there, but I'm not sure that was a face mask right there. I think it was a hard tackle, and the refs reacted to it with a penalty. So the Rams will come back out here, just under nine minutes remaining in the second quarter. Rams still up seven to zero. Vincent puts one of his receivers in motion. The snap is fumbled and it's going to be a sack. And Samise Walker with the sack here. Yeah, once Walker saw the ball hit the ground, he immediately belted towards the quarterback right there. Quarterback had nowhere to move and Walker was there for, his, for the sack. Second sack, third, excuse me, third sack of the game for this Cardinals defense. Um, the, the defense is playing well right now. I know they gave up the 99-yard run, but, uh, you know, since then they've been playing pretty pretty well. Second and 14 now. Vincent going to keep it on the quarterback option, and he almost taking off once again. Might have had enough for the first down. Brought down by Dane Bates. Yeah, about four Cardinals defenders were in the backfield right there. Barely missed, barely missed the uh, the quarterback there for the Rams, and uh, you know, which allowed uh, Vincent to uh, get some yardage there and make it third and short. It's going to be third, maybe inches here, if not a yard. Vincent looks like he is in shotgun here. Two receivers to his left. He's going to hand it off up the middle. The Cardinals all over it, but it looks like it's enough for the first down. It's very, very close. Yeah, that's actually going to be a lot closer than I thought. And, yeah, they're going to call it the first down now, but, I mean, that one that one could have been measured. First and 10 for the Rams now after the third down conversion. And if you're this Cardinals defense, I mean, you got to you gotta step up and make a play here. Can't allow points on this drive because the offense has looked a little dry to start off this game. You got to keep them at seven. Yeah, something we haven't seen much this season is turnovers from this Cardinals defense. And uh, now would be the perfect time for a turnover to come. It's going to be handoff up the middle. Hit hard at the line of scrimmage. But we'll pick up about two. And it's going to bring up second and eight. Yeah, McLean right there, kind of you know throwing his uh, his offensive lineman off his block right there, which allowed him to make the tackle. Um, the front seven has played you know decently well. There's been two runs so far that have kind of gone for long distance, especially the 99-yard touchdown. But um, the front seven needs to continue to uh, play at this pace if they want to. Uh, keep the Cardinals in this game considering the Cardinals offense isn't necessarily doing the whole lot. Vincent will keep again. Melchior in the backfield. He's going to bring him down for the sack. That's his second sack of the game. He's he's absolutely dominating this Rams offensive line. Hit getting in the backfield virtually every single play, allowing the Cardinal the the Rams quarterback, excuse me, to uh have to uh, you know, derail the whatever he initially wants to do. Right there, he wanted to do a QB sneak up the middle. He had to bounce to the outside. Melchior was not allowing him to do that. His second sack of the game. And he combines with Amir Sutton on the sack. Melchior made the initial contact in the backfield, though. 
That's going to bring up third and 14 for the Rams. Third and 14, you have to force this team off the field. Vincent throwing deep. He's got a man wide open. It's going to be caught, and it is a touchdown. And it is Alex Worden, I believe, with the catch. There was some confusion in the uh, defensive backfield. Walker jumped the route, and he expected that he had safety help over the top. Kamara, however, was not in uh, position to stop that pass. A beautiful pass on third and 14, and now the uh, the Rams are up, you know, potentially to 14, uh, 14 nothing. And correction on that last touchdown, that was actually Tyler Harris with the touchdown as the point after is good. Rams go up 14 to zero. The Cardinals now have themselves a hole to dig themselves out of. A hole, and uh, you know, if if I, uh, you know, what we've seen for through the season so far is that this team, this Cardinals team, does have grit, and uh, you know they fight. And no matter what the score is, the time left on the clock, they will fight. There is a lot of football left in this game to potentially tie the game and come back and take the lead. There's five minutes left remaining in this second quarter. Um, you know. If the offense can put together a good drive here, put some points on the board, they'll go into halftime feeling, feeling you know, pretty good about themselves to uh, come back and, you know, be in this game. Yeah, they definitely have some fight in them. It's just how, how is the coaching going to be able to bring it out of this team? Brianna back to kick once again. Kicks back to receive. Cardinals should be expecting another squib kick here. They've gotten one to each kickoff so far. So some of those guys in the middle gotta have their hands ready. Signal is given. And here comes the kick. It's another squib. It is Taken in now, Cardinals running backwards. Not a smart play there as they're gonna lose about five after they get the ball. Yeah, I understand wanting to make a play right there, but you know, once that ball is touched and you pick it up, Number just go down. Don't lose any field position and that's exactly, and you know, unfortunately that's what the Cardinals did. Kamara was able to uh, pick up that ball. And it was squibs, so a little difficult to get. Does this offense have what it takes to come back in this game? The running worked on the first drive. It seemed like they're maybe trying to incorporate passes. It doesn't really look like Brogel's looking to throw when he does the play action. But, you know, you have to you have to find something that works that can get your team back in this game if you're Coach Radis. Score before halftime would be uh, prime for this Cardinals offense as it is handed off to Dix was once again brought down at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a gain of one. Yeah, this this Rams defensive line is just dominating the run. It's, these last two, three possessions for the Cardinals, the Cardinals have gone nowhere with their rushing offense. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, too, is that it's not even like they're sending their wide receivers out there either. It's kind of just like, you know, Here's this is what we're gonna do. They're going in like a jumbo formation. There are two wide receivers out there now, but th there's not much, you know, you know, you know, cat and mouse game going on between these two coaches. The Rams defense knows what's coming, and they're doing well, a good job at it. 
Dix now able to take the handoff and break a tackle, but once again, just not much happening on the ground for the Cardinals after that first drive. A gain of about three. Yeah, third and seven now. Manageable to uh, pick up the first down here. You got to uh, do something, though, that will fool this Rams defense because they know they know the run's coming every single time, and, uh, you know, they're not allowing much yards on it. Just about four minutes remaining. And again, if I'm the Cardinals, I know it didn't work last time, but breaking out the throw here on third and six, it's better than, you know, running into this Rams defense who has been working well as the throw is completed over the middle. And this one's going to be close. That looks like a it first It looks like they're getting very good uh, ball placement here. As there's, it was Fernandez with the catch, and it's going to be a first down. Yeah, that was like a, like a little pooch pass right there. Brogel took one step in his drop back and floated over the middle to, for, to the tight end Fernandez to make the reception. It almost looked like Fernandez wasn't expecting the ball that quickly as it kind of popped up, in on, popped up on him. And, uh, you know, luckily, uh, right place, right time. Cardinals get the first down. Now let's see if this offense can keep moving. It'll be first and 10 now from the 36. Brogel takes the snap, hands off to Dix. He takes a hit, goes down after a gain of about three. Gotta bring up second and seven. Keep, you know, for instance, you know, if they if they really do want to uh, continue with this rush game, which we both expect they will, three yards on first, three yards on second, that puts you at third and four. You know, a, a four-yard pass, a five-yard pass, isn't the you know the hardest thing to uh, to have to make. You know, it, this offense could work. They just got to continue to pick up yardage on the runs, which will not wow, happen. They are going point. to lose a lot of yards here. Loss of maybe seven as they try the wide receiver reverse, and looks like we've got an injured Cardinal on the field. Yeah, they tried a little trickery right there. Uh, the Rams defense picked it up immediately, causing a loss of seven for the Cardinals, and now we are in an, in an injury timeout. You see, the problem with breaking something out like that is that, uh, you know, it's the Cardinals, they, they keep it pretty simple when they're running the ball. They, you know, they, they do simple cadences. They do pretty much the same thing when they run right up the middle. But when you change it up just slightly, I mean, the defense can kind of expect something a little different. And Brogel, you know, just taking a few more step back, steps back on that handoff, excuse me, and it just gets blown up in the backfield. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to have a simple offense because your offense knows what their identity is. They know how to run it. There shouldn't be much mistakes. And the Cardinals haven't really had many mistakes in this game. I know. I think I believe there's only one penalty on them uh, during this game. You know, the thing is though is that you know you're not you're not uh, tricking the other team. You're not allowing the other team to guess which play you're doing, and that allows for the defense to uh, to key in on simple concepts. And that's kind of what's happening so far during this game for the Rams defense versus the Cardinals offense. Not really able to see who uh, this injured Cardinal is on the field at the moment. Still laying down with his back on the ground, though. And it looks like it might be uh, something leg-related as trainers are working out on his leg. 
Keep up with 107.7 The Bronx and all of our Lawrence High School sports broadcasts on social media. Follow your home for Cardinals football on Instagram and Facebook at 107.7 The Bronx, on Twitter at 107.7 The Bronx FM, and on TikTok at 107.7 The Bronx WRRC. Now Matt Melchior going out there and uh, almost as if to, oh, okay, they're going to carry him off here, so thinking he had a little training background in him there, but uh, injured player here, I believe. Uh, Jonathan Tylixa. Yeah, that's right. And that is uh, it's a big loss for this Cardinals team right now. Yeah, you never want one of your starting wide receivers to go down, especially in the uh, middle of the season here, which looks like a pretty serious injury for Tylixa. Well, uh, you know, and you, that's one thing that the Cardinals have, uh, have done well so far to start the year is uh, stay healthy and have their best players out on the field. But now with one of their starting receivers out, they're going to be uh, another another uh, piece of the mountain to climb to get back uh, to get back into this game. And now he's even struggling to get off the field with the help. Malkia has to carry him off. Definitely not a good look for Jonathan Tylitz. So 222 remaining now. As Dane Bates and Melchior, after helping Tylix to get off the field, have to run right back onto it as clock was going. Third and long now. You, you got to drop a pass. You got. You cannot sell in the run right here and force another punt. You have to try and get this first down here, or else Heightstown is. You know they're going to just going to continue to try and take the lead. That's exactly what they're going to do. Throw all the way down the field. It is caught. There's a flag as well, but what a catch and what a throw. Samise Walker brings it in down the field. Samise Walker was getting held like uh, like a pit bull running out of his cage. Uh, there was no there was no way that a flag was not going to be thrown on the play. It does not matter. Pulling off his best Odell Beckham Jr. impression with a one-handed catch. Long, long pass play for the Cardinals. They are now in the driver's seat to to score a touchdown and get back into this game. What a throw and what a catch. Single coverage, there was no safety. Walker beat him off the line and uh, Brogel, Bro, that Brogel throw was absolute money. That's gonna bring him all the way down to the Rams 20. Looking to score here before the half. To, if, you, if you can't score in you know, a touchdown here, you've got to get at least three. You've got to put points up on your board if you're Coach Radis and this Cardinals team. Brogel's going to keep this jump pass over to Bates. It looked like it could have been for Bates or Fernandez. Kind of landed right in between them. Yeah, Brogel looked like he wanted to run there. Defense, defense was running at him, and he decided to throw a little like touch pass uh, to Bates or Fernandez. It kind of landed in between them. They were both running out. Uh, towards the uh, out of bounds at around the 10 yard line. But uh, it's nice to, it's nice to see back to back pass plays. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely uh, great. Unfortunately, I don't know if I like the the play action yeah, the there. Little, the little rollout yeah, right there. They take so much time and Brogel, you know, once he's ready to throw that ball, he's got a couple of Rams on him already. And personally, I like, you know, staying away from the play action there. It worked really well on the last play. Now the run will be to Dix. He's going to get on the outside and bring it to the 11. That was a positive run play right there. 
Good, uh, good mixture of the pass and run going for the Cardinals offense right now, making it third and very manageable. A minute left, though. The time does come into a factor here. I don't know if you watched this, uh, the Monday Night Football game last week, Sean, but uh, the Denver Broncos coach, uh, 40 seconds left, fourth down, and uh, he let the clock run down to 20 and that allowed his kicker to kick a 64-yard field goal, which he missed. Time management is very important in football, especially for head coaches. They need to w watch that here. Dix, there's going to be a flag on the play, but he's able to get on the outside, gets it inside the five. It will be enough for the first down if this is not against the Cardinals, but judging by their body language, it looks like it is. Yeah, when lanes open up super big for a running back to uh, pick up yards, there is always the potential for holding on the play, which is what happens at the Cardinals here. Self-inflicted wounds, not what you needed. Uh, especially on third down. Now we're looking at a third and 13 with 40 seconds left. I think maybe you pick up about half that yardage and let your kicker, uh, Brogel, go out to work and kick a field goal to just put some points on the board here, especially with the running clock. I think third and 13, you got, uh, you know, I'd say you're already in Brogel range. I think it's a good time to take a shot at this uh, touchdown over here. It looks like Walker in single coverage once again. That's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go over to Walker. It's a jump ball. It's up, and it is caught for a touchdown. Oh, wow. Samise Walker. What a catch. Jump when I say jump. Two defenders on the floating pass by Brogel. It looked like the ball went in, in their hands for an interception, and Walker was just strong enough to rip it out. He came running out over the entire end zone there, shocked both of us right there. What a catch by Samis Walker, putting the Cardinals back into this game. Wow. My goodness. Jump man, jump man, jump man. That boy up to something. <laughs> Shout out, Drake. Extra point is up and good. Cardinals cut the lead to seven. What a play. Samise Walker single-handedly putting the Cardinals back into this game. A couple floating passes from Giovanni Brogel and Walker making two spectacular catches. Wow. And now this is also great for this Cardinals offense because, you know, they're going to be worried about this pass to Walker. Open a little bit more room to run here. Yes, no, definitely. You know what? Other than that, it puts motivation and confidence into this offense now, knowing that they can uh, they can score and go down the field on this Rams defense, which was, other than that first drive, kind of dominating them. And uh, now can the, there's only 10 seconds left, and the, the Rams will start out the second half with the ball. But they're... Uh, you know, now the defense needs to go out and, you know, stop this Rams offense and get the Cardinals the ball back so they can try to tie this game up. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that, I believe, is the first passing touchdown of the season for the I, Cardinals. I believe it is, and, you know, the Coach Radis has to feel good about that. I know he wants the simple offense with the I formation handed off to your Bellhawks and Soto and Dix, but... Uh, you know, it must feel nice to, you know, know your quarterback's got it in him to throw some touchdown passes. And, you know, he finally has his first one on the board this year. Let's flash back to about, you know, a couple minutes earlier when Samise Walker and his uh, defender were going at it on the track. They, uh, you know, they they were walking all the way, you know, past the whistle and ended up, you know, doing, doing a little too much after the whistle. But uh, it will be a squib kick. And the Cardinals are going to bring the defender down at the 30. Six seconds left in this half. I assume uh, Heightstown will want to kneel and go into halftime. But uh, 
you know, what seemed like kind of a, a very, very, very slow start for the Cardinals. Now with this touchdown late in the second quarter has brought some life back into this uh, into this crowd, into this team. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, be, uh, they'll be pumped up to go into the locker room to start this second half. Yeah, this whole atmosphere now just feels a little bit, a little better here for the Cardinals. They look a better, little bit better on that sideline, and this crowd is uh, a little bit more in it now. And, and deservedly so. Rams will take the knee, and that's going to be it for the first half. It will be Rams ball to start the second half. But before that, we will get into our halftime show here. Cardinals go into the breakdown 7-14 against the Heightstown Rams. We'll get into our halftime show here on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx.com. Lawrence High School football and Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's VocelliPizza.com. That's VocelliPizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Bocelli Pizza, pizza done right. Two quarters are in the books, and the marching band is performing on the field below. This is the Lawrence Cardinals Halftime Report, underwritten by Ryder University. Ryder University is where your future begins. Discover all we have to offer at a fall open house. Register today at ryder.edu slash open house. While the cards are in the locker room discussing their plans for the second half, let's throw it back to Sean Johnson and Zach Helfer to break down and analyze the first 24 minutes of cards action, only on 107.7 The Bronx. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. And it's a little bit calmer now as, you know, the Cardinals really had this place rocking with that very late touchdown in that first half. But we head into halftime here. Cardinals are down 7-14. to 14. Zach, what did you get from that first half? Um, uh, you know, the fight in the Cardinals, you know, down pinned in your own zone you go out and you you know you're, you're running for three three yards three yards three yards and then you have a big pass play Samise Walker making a fantastic one-handed catch on third down at the 20-yard line I believe it was a third and long on that pass play and then to get into another third and long situation uh, two defenders on Walker maybe even three and somehow him catching that ball in the mix of all that chaos right there, pulling in the touchdown, bringing the crowd back into life. The alumni showed out tonight for their uh, for their athletic uh, Hall of Fame in uh, you know celebration, induction, whatever you want to call it. And now this place is popping. Uh, w- what a what a way to end the half. The fight in the Cardinals team. Uh, they, this team just won't quit. Yeah, one thing I will say too is uh, these fans never disappoint. I no, mean, they never. constantly 
bring so many people out here to these games. I mean, this is just another great crowd here to watch the Cardinals play tonight. Yeah, I'm looking down right now into the crowd, and it's very, uh, very, very busy at the entry point into the stands right now. I mean, these people want to see Lawrence, good Lawrence Cardinals football, and it was a slow start. We did talk about that in the pregame show, but, uh, you know, they got back into it, and uh, now let's see what they can do in the second half. And, uh, you know, as you were saying, Zach, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, we, we've talked about how they start, and it's usually not great, but it's how they answer. They've been able to answer so well in most of these games so far, and it was a great answer there at the end of the first half. I mean, it, again, it looked like there was just zero chance of them after that first drive. It just looked like, you know, the, the Cardinals were trending down. We'll say it as straight up as it is. But, uh, you know, now they're trending up after that first uh, after that catch, first touchdown catch of the year. Yeah, I mean, three third downs and three pass completions. The first one was in about the uh, the 30-yard line of their own of their own part of the uh, the field. A little pooch pass to Alex Fernandez. Then, of course, we talked about the two great Samise Walker catches. The fight in this team just does not does not stop. Now it's on the now it's on the defense. The defense, while they ha- you know they've given up a couple of. Uh, a couple of you know long runs, especially the first the first run of the game, the 99-yard touchdown, and then they gave up the uh, the pass the passing touchdown. Uh, but you know they they played decently well so far. I mean Matt Melkier has come out with two sacks in this game. He's disrupting the offensive line, disrupting the quarterback sneaks that the Rams are trying to run. Now it's their turn, especially with the Rams starting out the second half with the ball. It's their turn to come back and uh, you know give this team even more life, more life than it already has right now. And this defense, you know, it, it, it surprised me because it's been pretty much the same thing with them the entire season. They, you know, they they play really well, you know, down or down to down, and then they give up one mistake. You know, this even happened against uh, Hopewell Valley. They played really well, and then they give up the big play. And, you know, we saw the long 99-yard touchdown, and then we saw blown coverage on the left side of the end zone for the passing touchdown. You know, you take those two plays out of this game, and we've got possibly a 7-0 game with the Cardinals on top. Seven, yeah, you know, 7-0, that, that, that's what the score probably should be. It's, the, it's you know, the mental mistakes and the physical mistakes that kind of been hurting the Cardinals all year when it comes to allowing uh, other teams to score. Defensive coordinator Nate Jones, I think, has done a fantastic job with this defense, especially the defensive line, who has caused havoc all year. They're showing out tonight. Can't get enough of Matt Melkier and the way he's disrupting the Rams' offensive line. Defensive backs all bite. They did allow the uh, one missed coverage, which allowed the touchdown for the Rams. They've been keeping the wide receivers in check. The front seven has allowed the rushing game of the Rams to not necessarily get a whole lot of yardage on their runs. And uh, now they just need to continue that for another half of football. Now, coming into this next half, you know, offensively, how would you like to see them come out? Because I think there's a number of ways they can come out. I think uh, I think you continue to do kind of what you did towards the end of the first half, which was kind of mix in both the run and the pass. The Rams, I believe they started, or excuse me, the Cardinals, I believe they started out with seven to eight rushes straight before trying to mix in a pass. And uh, I don't think, think they completed their first pass until this, this last drive to end the first half. Um, continue to mix in both because the Rams now, I'm sure their defense does not necessarily know what's coming That now that they know the... Uh, the passing game can work for the Cardinals, and uh, they got to be on their toes a little bit to, uh, you know, 
ex you, they don't really know what they're expecting. So they expect pass, you run, run. They expect run, you run pass. It's kind of like the cat and mouse game, like I mentioned earlier, that these coaches have to play with each other. And I think that uh, Coach Radis and this Cardinals offense should, uh, should uh, do both. All right, that's going to do it for the first half of our halftime report here. When we return, we'll get into the second half. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back here with Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. Programming on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Nassau Park, Princeton. What better way to cool off than with a refreshing drink from Tropical Smoothie Cafe? Made with only the freshest fruits and veggies, Tropical Smoothie Cafe in Princeton will always hit the spot. Start or end your day with a classic flavor like Sunrise, Sunset, or Island Green. Tropical Smoothie Cafe's impressive menu keeps it fun and flavorful with flatbreads, wraps, quesadillas, bowls, salads, and sides tailored to your taste. Dine in, take out, or order in. For the whole crowd with catering services at tropicalsmoothiecafe.com and online orders using the Tropical Rewards app. Experience Tropical Smoothie Cafe not only for the amazing food and refreshing drinks, but also for the relaxing atmosphere, hospitality, and tropical fun. The closest Tropical Smoothie Cafe to Ryder University is at 645 Nassau Park Boulevard in Princeton. Get a taste of healthy happiness at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality food with prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. High School Football on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House. Located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, Cranberries, the pub, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider Open House can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a Ryder Bronc. Programming on 1077 The Bronc is underwritten in part by the Tanning Zone in Hamilton, Ewing, and now open in Bordentown. Welcome to the Tannies. We're on the red carpet for the Tanning World's most prestigious award ceremony. Look, here comes the legendary Tanning Zone in Hamilton. <gasps> the one that started it all. Wow, what a not to be outdone, it's the tanning zone in Ewing. No second fiddle when it comes to getting a great tan. Stop. Who's that? That's the new kid in town, the tanning zone in Bordentown. Shut up. 
Tanning Zone is bringing it to Bordentown. Full tanning services plus new spa services like Poly Red Light Therapy, Bleach Bright Advanced Teeth Whitening, and the Cocoon Wellness Pro Pod. <gasps> oh, snap! With affordable daily indoor sun specials, the new Tanning Zone in Bordentown is making quite the name for itself at the Tannies. Glamorous. For more information about the Tanning Zone online, including their brand new Bordentown location, it's thetanningzonehamilton.com. WRRC-FM, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Playing the biggest hits and best variety, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Hi, this is Stephen Ham, wide receiver for the Lawrence High School Cardinals. Before every kickoff, I tell my family and friends to tune in to 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM to listen to me play. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. And once again, our Cardinals down here at halftime, 7-14. to 14. But once again, they are trending up. I mean, I, I think it's looking good for them heading into this second half, especially ending with all of the momentum. Yeah, I mean, the momentum uh, is definitely uh, popping here, I guess, you, if you want to say, in uh, Lawrence, New Jersey. Uh, Samise Walker bringing his crowd back into it, bringing us, bringing us back into it. Um, it's nice to see the uh, Cardinals passing game work and... Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, what a way to end a half right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you said it pretty well. As I've, we've mentioned m- multiple times during this broadcast, I mean, after that first drive for the Cardinals where it was looking very good for them, I mean, they brought it about 60, 70 yards down the field with little to no effort. And then, you know, they go for it on fourth down. They're not able to convert. Suddenly their offense after that just looked lost. Yeah, I mean, the... It was run, 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 and the Rams' defense was uh, was keying in on it completely, not getting many, you know, not allowing the Cardinals to get many uh, much yardage right there. And uh, you know, luckily this last drive for the Cardinals, they kind of mixed in both the run and the pass, got the Rams' defense a little confused on what they were going to do, and uh, you know, look what happened—a touchdown for the Cardinals. Yeah, we saw them pass better on that drive, you know, in that two to three minute span more than we have all season from the Cardinals. They completed two bombs of passes down to Samise Walker. And, you know, the, the connection from Brogel and Walker is looking really good right now coming into this second half. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still in shock that Walker caught both of those passes. I mean, the, lo- the, the first one that he caught in was probably about a, a 35, 40-yard bomb from Brogel, but Walker was getting held all over the place. You could see, you, we could see it from here. It was on the far side of the field. His jersey was basically being ripped off of him. He hauls it. It was a, I mean, if it was overthrown, it was a tablet overthrown. He hauls it in one-handed, and obviously the fantastic touchdown where he kind of mossed two defenders to catch the ball. Which we, I on it when I saw the ball th- go up, I thought it was going to be a, an interception for Heightstown, and somehow Walker came away with the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right with you there, Zach. I th- it literally looked like a fly ball in uh, in baseball. You know, they were kind of just camped under it. And, uh, like, you know, as, as I said before the play even happened, I, I, I think if I was expecting it, the Rams were probably expecting it as well. So that's why they brought so many defenders over to help on Walker. But, I mean, it's just the, the amount of focus and talent that it takes to make that catch that Walker is keeping this, this team in this game. Yeah, I mean, and one thing that, you know, when you have – 
defenders camping under a high, you know, high floating pass, it allows the receiver who they're defending to kind of maneuver around the defenders because they're not focused on the, the receiver, they're focused on the ball. And uh, Walker clearly did that right there, hauling in a, a spectacular catch, his second one of that drive, and uh, putting the Cardinals back into this game. And now heading into this second half, you know, as as we were mentioning before uh, in our first half of our halftime report, uh, you know, expecting what to look forward to for this Cardinals offense. I, I believe that they're going to try to incorporate the pass a little bit more now, judging on the fact that the run really was not working at all after that first drive. But, you know, if you're the Rams now, you probably got to put at least two guys on Walker after what he did on that last drive. Well, it doesn't seem like that the Rams defense is putting any safeties into coverage. It's kind of just one-on-one -on -one with the cornerbacks who are, who are covering the wide receivers. And I think now you have to put safeties over the top, which should free up the front seven and allow the uh, Cardinals uh, rushing offense to uh, potentially pick up more yards than they already were. So it's crazy. You know, we usually say that we want the Cardinals to really establish their run game so that it can open the passing a little bit. But now it's like they've established the passing game and the run game is going to be opened up a little bit more. You know, you would think, right? I mean, I don't know what the head coach of the Rams had, you know, kind of told his players in the locker room at halftime as they come running back out on the field right here. But, uh, you know, they have to they have to be, they can't key in on one aspect of the offense now. You know, you key in on the pass, the, the Soto and Diggs are going to chop you right up. And uh, now, now you have to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a guessing game for... Uh, this Rams defense here and you know I'm excited to see what the Cardinals do to uh, open up this second half on offense Cardinals will I believe they will open up on defense right? they will open up the uh, second half on defense that's I, right yeah I am uh, I'm you know they've been we said this earlier in the halftime report uh, they they played decently well and I decently is a very uh, in a loose term right there they played very well to start this uh for the first half of this game. Matt Melk here, like we talked about, two sacks to open up the first half of this game. Uh, can they continue that momentum on the defensive side? You know, it remains to be seen. Yeah, and I mean, again, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, if you take the big plays out of pretty much every single game that we have seen from the Cardinals, they would probably overall have the best defense that we've seen out of any of these teams. I mean, besides the big plays that they're giving up, they really don't give up much. No, I mean, the front seven and has been, you know, very, very good for the first three and a half games of this season, and that's a credit to defensive coordinator Nate Jones. He's got these guys working. He's got these guys doing the right thing, hitting the right holes to make sure there isn't a lot of rushing yards and even, you know, creating enough, pre creating enough pressure, excuse me, to uh, disrupt the backfield and uh, it's it's working right now can it work in the second half we have to find out and I'm looking forward to watching it and now to uh, kind of close in on one more thing before we potentially get into this uh, second half here as there is 125 remaining until this second half gets started off uh, talking about the play action you know it really has not worked for the Cardinals and again, you know, I, I get that's kind of how they run their offense because they're so run heavy that you know, a lot of these teams are expecting the run so that when the play action comes out, it kind of throws them off a little bit. Today, however, is not the case because uh, as you've said multiple times, Brogel, you know, not so much looking for the pass, more so looking to kind of do it himself on the ground. But I think they're just guarding the play action well. I think they should stick to just the normal three-step drop and look for your receivers down the field. No, I, you, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. The play action really hasn't done much. 
uh, you know, when Brogel tries to uh, to incorporate it into the offense, there's usually two to three Rams defenders who are in on him and not allowing him to uh, make a lot of moves. So, you know, stick with the simple eye formation. Stick with the, you know, the deep balls to Samis Walker. Maybe he'll have, you know, three, four more spectacular catches in this game and, uh, you know, come back with fight and hopefully come out with a win in this game. All right, so now 15 seconds until this second half will start. Between the Arizona Cardinals and L.A. Rams. Just kidding, obviously, uh, Heightstown Rams and our Lawrence Cardinals. Again, the Cardinals will be kicking off here in this second half. And both squads take the field now. Brogel will be back to kick, as always. The defense needs to uh, start out very, very good in this second half. They, uh, the Cardinals have momentum going into halftime. Can they come out and uh, and play hard? And you know, you know, not you know, three and out would be absolutely perfect to let the offense go back to work. And you know, it's all on the defense right now to keep that momentum on the Cardinals' side. I'm interested to see how this kick goes as well because after week one, we haven't really seen Brogel boot it down the field like he was in that week. As Brogel is now going to have a little squig kick. It'll be brought down at the 40. And the Rams will take over there. Yeah, not the field position that you want. Uh, if you're the Cardinals, Rams on their own 40. They only got 60 yards to drive down the field. Now the defense has even more pressure on themselves to uh, force the Rams to make mistakes and get the ball back in the uh, Cardinals' uh, Cardinals' favor. So it'll be first and 10 at the Rams' own 42. Pretty much the equivalent of the ball going out of bounds there. Yes, you are definitely right right there. So once again... Out will come Cole Vinson and his offense as we're going to have a flag on the first play. False start, maybe. Legal formation. We've got a false start on the Rams. Well, that's good for the uh, the Cardinals' defense because now you're backing them up to the Rams' 35. And uh, first and 15, long, long, uh, long way to get the first down here. And uh, hopefully you can create pressure to even push the Rams back even more and... Uh, force the uh, Rams to do something that they haven't really done well all year, which is throw the ball. So now the Cardinals, after the time, or excuse me, the penalty, will have the Rams at a first and 15. Vincent looking towards his sideline, puts a receiver in motion. Takes the shotgun pass, looking down the field. He's going to be able to escape a couple Cardinals in the backfield. We've got another penalty. He's going to go down after a gain of about six pending this penalty. We've got another hold here against the Rams. They have been struggling against the penalties all day. That's exactly what this Cardinals defense needed too because now it's going to be about first and, I want to say, yep, first and 25 for the uh, – Cardinals defense and uh, or excuse me Rams offense I should say and you know forcing the Rams to now do something they're definitely not comfortable with which is run and, or excuse me throw and now, now it's going to be very hard for the Rams to get a first down here hopefully the Cardinals defense realizes that and uh, 
you know, forces a three and out here to get the ball back to the offense. Vincent with four receivers on, or excuse me, three receivers on his right, one to his left. Definitely looked like they got off to a little bit of a fast start there as a receiver able to take it all the way down on the left side and picks up the first down on first and 25. Well, I should probably stop talking considering I just said that it would be hard for the Rams to pick up a first down. They did it on the next play. Screen pass to the left side. Uh, defensive back Josh Tylixa just missed the tackle and there was no help over there whatsoever. Open field for the wide receiver of the Rams, which allowed him to get a solid 25, 30, 35 yards on the play. Jordan Klim with the big first down catch for the Rams. As now it's gonna be a wide receiver reverse. Looks like it might have been enough for the first down. It's gonna be close depending on where the refs place this ball. Looks like just short. Yeah, I mean, that's what big plays can do for an offense. You know, it puts the defense on their heels. We saw what the Cardinals big plays for their offense did to the Rams defense. Now the Rams are kind of returning the favor. Um, easy run right there for the Rams, and uh, now they, they're at their own third, or they're at the Cardinals 31, excuse me. And uh, the Cardinals defense needs to come up here strong so they can uh, try to only give up three points. Second and short now. It's going to be another wide receiver reverse. Cardinals all over that one in the backfield. And it's Captain Matt Melchior all over it again. Yeah, I've been praising him all game. And, you know, maybe some things I do say can go in the Cardinals' favor because uh, that's exactly what they needed right there on a second and short, forcing now a third and long. Matt Melchior disrupting the offensive line, disrupting the backfield. That's got to be his third or fourth tackle for loss on the day. He's been absolutely fantastic for the defense so far. Yeah, possibly one of his best games of the season, not knocking any of his other games because he's had a few great ones. Third and nine. Going to be handed up right up the middle. Or excuse me, actually on the left here. That's going to be brought all the way for the touchdown. A little misdirection by the Rams. Caught the Cardinals defense off guard along with me. I did not even see what happened on that play. Along with me as well. I was looking at the middle running back who ran through the defensive line. I think all the Cardinals... Uh, ran towards him and allowed, uh, I believe it was maybe a little pitch out to the wide receiver to uh, to get in there and get a, uh, you know, 38-yard touchdown run. I mean, it had to be, but that had to be one of the best misdirection plays I have seen all season as the extra point is good. 21-7 to lead for the Rams now. Not exactly what this Cardinals uh, team needed right needed uh you know your offense put you back into this game to end the first half and you let the defense kind of let the rams run all over them pass all over them to uh start this second half out and now you're you're back into a 14 point hole 9 17 remaining in this third quarter do the cardinals have an answer offensively i mean throw the ball to samis walker he hasn't missed so far right I mean, yeah, that's definitely worked for them already. Definitely interested to see how they come out offensively. Will they stick to their bread and butter? Or will they go with what's been working in this game? Well, hopefully the Cardinals 
special teams unit can, I'm expecting a squib kick considering the, the three to four kicks that the Rams have uh, have made so far in this game have not gone very far. They can get good field position to start out this possession and you know hopefully let the offense do their job. And last squib kick that they had ended up around like the 15 for the Cardinals so they just gotta get it together here. Field this ball well and maybe take it up for a few yards as well. Rihanna now with the kick. It's another squib. There we this go. This one going to be caught on the fly. Brought out to across the 45 by Fernandez. He's still on his feet. Rams could barely bring him down there. And he gets it to just about the 50, and that's probably the 49. That's exactly what the Cardinals needed right there. They fielded the squib kick, and got, and they're now starting out with good field position. You have 51 yards to go for to get into the end zone. Um, you've clearly shown that you could do it. Now let's see if this offense can continue the momentum they had when they end, when they uh, the first half ended. First and ten from the Cardinals' own 49. Something to look at here. Walker once again in uh, no safety help either. Coverage. He's by himself out there. Both wide receivers are. And I formation is Brogel. He's going to hand it off up the middle to Dix, who spins off a defender, gets back to the line of scrimmage, and is brought down. I would have liked to see a pass start out. Kind of go shot for shot. Uh, Rams, you know, they score a long pass here for the Cardinals, and, you know, maybe something happens. Maybe a touchdown is thrown. That would have been nice to see because, you know, if that happened, you know, Coach Radis ain't messing around. You know, he's, he's saying, you know, you're bringing your best, we'll bring our best. And uh, they, they run the ball, and the uh, Rams were right on top of it the entire time. Second and 10 after no gain on the first down. Rogel once again in I formation. Now looking to pass. He's going to give this one to Bates, who's wide open and able to pick up the first down, I believe, if they place it, and they will. First down. And, you know, we talked about the play action, how it wasn't really working. Brogel didn't look to use his legs there. He, he trusted the, uh, the play call, found Bates open in the flat, and... Uh, Easy first down for the Cardinals right there. That's what they got to continue to do. Continue to work in the passing game. The Rams seem to be still be keyed in on the run, and uh, you know they're they're a little caught off with the passing game right now. And uh, you know the Cardinals continue to work that in more. Their offense will score points. For a guy who's done really nothing but block his whole career, Dane Bates is looking really good offensively. As Dix is going to be blown up here on the first and ten. Question loss of about one. Question for you. So you, you're, the the running game does not seem to be working right now. It hasn't worked since the first drive of this game. Do you abandon your offense, which is very, very run-heavy, very run-oriented, and you just go straight passing? I, I mean, it's been working for them so well. They put themselves in a hole early on and, uh, you know, every single drive when they just run on the first play, and they don't really pick up anything. Is now second and long. They're going to get blown up again here. So now it's third and probably 12. You're going to be forced to pass. And if this works out, I think they stick to the pass all game. You have to. Um, it's uh, and you, you you want to stick to your identity, which for the Cardinals is rushing the football with Soto and Dix. And one thing to mention off of that, I have not seen Soto out to start this drive at all. It's been Dix the entire, you know, three to four or five plays, but. 
you, you know you want to stick to your identity but you have to make adjustments and this Rams team is keying in on the run and you know I think you got to work in the passing offense more now on third and ten Rogel looking back to the air it's another jump pass caught by Bates and he's going to be well short of the first down Cardinals could be in four down territory, however. This is a tricky situation now because you're at around fourth and five, fourth and six. Man, it's a manageable fourth down. Uh, you, know, you don't want the Rams to get the ball back and go up three scores. You want to keep the momentum on your side. And it looks like that Coach Radis kind of agrees with what I'm saying here. He has his offense out here for fourth down. Out in eye formation once again. Looks like they might have some safety help on Walker this time around. They're looking to pass. Brogel's got some room out to the left. He's going to try to do it himself. He's going to pick up the first down. Big play by Giovanni Brogel. I think that time on the play action, it looked like he wanted to throw the ball, and he realized that there was no way he had to run for his life considering that three to four Rams defenders were running around him. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how he uh, he didn't get tackled there. He skirted on in for the first down. And oh, my goodness. They're calling. Oh, they called him out of bounds. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm 100 stretched that ball out. I believe he did, too. I don't I don't understand why the refs are saying he didn't. I That's, mean, they, they had to have seen something that we didn't because that looked clear as day of first down. I could not agree more. I'm absolutely shocked right now to see the Cardinals defense on the field. A, a blown opportunity for the Cardinals. So now first and 10 after a very questionable call for the Rams. It's going to be a run up the middle and that is going to be a pickup of about three. Bringing up a second down and four. This defense has to make stops. Um, you, you cannot allow the Rams to uh, get comfortable on offense and go up potentially three scores. You have to uh, you have to continue to uh, you know fight your way through and you know do everything in your power to uh, stop this Rams offense. Second and five now. Actually, they'll call that. Just under five minutes remaining now in this third quarter. Single hide for the Cardinals defense. Oh, All Melkier. over the backfield, and guess who it is again? Matt Melkier. He's, he's, he's going, I mean, you might as well call this offensive line a Swiss cheese for, a piece of Swiss cheese for him. He is going right through them every single time, not allowing, not allowing anybody to get by him, and uh, he's played a fantastic game. That's about his fifth tackle for loss tonight. Um, an early candidate, in my opinion, for our MVP of the game. I believe that was Dane Bates all over the backfield as well. Somebody else for the Cardinals was back there. As now it is third and eight. Going to the pass. Going to be able to get around a few Cardinals. Now trying to pick it up by himself. And he's able to pick up the first down and more. Cole Vincent doing it on his feet. Yeah, the Cardinals uh, defensive line disrupted the pocket there. For, uh, Vincent wanted to pass, and uh, he had to abandon that. And, uh, you know, when you when you send so many players out um, on the blitz or just to uh, attack the quarterback, it opens up the middle of the field, and Vincent, with his elusiveness, kind of, uh, you know, caught that and uh, used it to his advantage, getting the first down for the Rams. And we've seen that so many times. Vincent is able to 
just avoid the blitz and pick up a lot of yardage on his feet. As now first and 10, he's gonna hand it off to the wide receiver. Play is stopped after a gain of about five. That's gonna bring up second and five now for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a, a mix or match situation here with the Cardinals defense. You know, there are plays where they force this Rams rushing offense back, you know, five, six, seven yards. And then there's other times where the Rams look like they're in complete control, getting, you know, five to ten yards per carry. Vincent in the backfield in shotgun. Takes the snap, hands it off to the receiver once again, and he's gonna pick up some good yardage here. Gain of about eight, which is enough for a first down. Yeah, this Cardinals defense, they're, uh, they're on their toes right now. Not necessarily getting, creating the pressure and tackles that they want, and allowing the Rams uh, offense to kind of do, <clears throat> excuse me, to kind of do whatever they want. And uh, you know the Rams are the Rams are driving, looking to go up three scores now. They're also doing a good job of taking a lot of time off this clock, as we're approaching about 2:30 left in the third quarter. So a 21 to 7 game, Rams on top. They have the ball on the Cardinals 35. This looks like a broken play, which Vincent is able to dive forward and get maybe one. And there's the Jekyll and Hyde part of this Cardinals defense. You allow three pretty big rushing plays, and uh, and then right there you you stop it at the line of scrimmage. So they got to they got to continue to do that if they want to get this Rams offense off the field. Right now the Rams definitely sit out of field goal range. So they want to keep them around this area. Looks like we have maybe a timeout called by the Rams. We have some sort of stoppage. No call on the field yet. Mel Melchior ran off the field. He looks a little injured right now. That was Melchior, you said. Yep. That is not great That's... for this off defense. No, he's been their best player on the field, maybe on both sides of the field tonight. A, a massive loss if he cannot get back into this game. Handoff up the middle. And it looks like a gain of about six on the play. Number nine, right where Melchior would have been. Yes, right where he would have been. It's, you know, the loss is showing. He's standing on the sideline right now. Uh, it doesn't look like he's crazy injured. It might be, you know, something might have just stung him, and he's looking to get back into this game right now. I'm not sure if coach is going to let him. Big third down here for this Cardinals defense. Massive third down, actually. They stop him here, potentially force them to punt and get the ball back, still down two scores. Third and four. Maybe one of the biggest plays of the game up to this point. Handoff up the middle. Cardinals look like they are able to stop him. Big stop right there. Defensive line, the front seven in general, uh, crowded that box right there, not allowing the running back to get anywhere. This could potentially be four down territory for the Rams, but a massive stop on third down and a stop good enough that allowed Melchior to run back out on the field. He looks good to go. That's going to bring up fourth and three and it looks like the offense is staying on the field might waste some time here call timeout maybe figure figure out if they want to run their offense or maybe put their kicker out but you know what do i know they're running the play right now <laughs> 20 seconds left in this third quarter 
It is going to be a run up the middle, and the Cardinals have them stopped. Cardinals defense comes up with a big stop. Massive, and it's a turnover on down. Massive stop for this Cardinals defense. I didn't see who made the tackle, but I would not be surprised if Matt Melkier was involved. Uh, it, the little quarterback sneak, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. And uh, we've got a Cardinal down on the field. It is Alex Fernandez. Oh, that's not good. Trying to get up on his own strength. He's able to. Looked like he might have just been a little dazed after that play. Kind of hopping off, actually. So it might be an injury to the ankle, the foot. Hard to speculate. But that's another big loss on this offense as he's been, you know, he's been opening up some... Uh, some potential big throwing plays on some of these drives. Yeah, that would be a massive loss for both the offense and the defense of the Cardinals. Um, a very important player for this football team. And uh, hopefully he's not out for too long. But what a stop by that Cardinals defense. A, uh, two huge third and fourth down plays. They, stop, they, they allow basically zero rushing yards for the Rams. And uh, now they're, they're back into, uh, you know, they're back into position here to take control of this game. And I believe Fernandez definitely was in on that stop in the backfield. It's now first and 10 from the Cardinals' own 30. They're going to go to the pass, and it looks like Brogel is going to take Brogel a shot the on the blind side. And that's going to be it for the third quarter here. Cardinals are down 21-7 against the Heightstown Rams. When we return, we'll get into the beginning of the fourth quarter here, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. High School Football on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House. Located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, Cranberries, the pub, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider Open House can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a Ryder Bronc. Enjoy Friday Night Lights on 1077 The Bronc. I'm Jalil Witten, wide receiver for Lawrence High. Catch all of the Cardinals games this season on your mobile device or a smart speaker. Search and download WRRC1 and Apple app, Google Play, and Alexa Stores. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 1077 The Bronc, WRRC FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. And it is the beginning of the fourth quarter. It all comes down to this as Brogel is going to throw a pass to the left side, caught by Kamara, but not going far at all. That is going to be a no gain on the play, which brings up third and about 17. Yeah, uh, it seems that Coach Radis has opted to go for the passing one. That's two straight uh, passing plays that he tried to run 
Um, the Cardinals have to play virtually perfect football here in the remaining 11 and a half minutes of this game if they want to come back and tie it down two scores, down 21. You know, there's not, especially the way that the uh, Rams like to run the ball, they'll take clock off the, uh, or time off the clock, and, you know, you have to you have to be perfect to make sure that uh, that you can get back in this game, although based off the, the way this fourth quarter has started, it does not look like that will be the case. It's going to be a three and out for the Cardinals as the pass to the left side is going to be just in front of the receiver. Now Brogel will be out to punt. Looks like this is going to be a little unmanageable for a, another fake punt here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that you're going to get, you know, 20 yards on a on a punt. So, uh, yeah, they're going to have to kick it away here. Brogel, his kick booted down the field takes a decent Cardinals bounce and it's going to be down at the 34 another big uh, opportunity for this Cardinals defense to take the, the Rams off the field uh, you know if you want to get your you know get back into the game you either a have to force a turnover or B stop them you know basically three and out there is 11 minutes remaining in this game and the way the Rams like to rush the football you, you know, there might not be a whole lot of time for your offense to do to do their work. So, big, big uh, possession here for the Cardinals' uh, defense. You know, going back to what you said earlier, Zach, uh, in this broadcast, we haven't seen this defense have too many takeaways. Now would be be perfect, the best time for a takeaway. How about a touchdown from this defense? Yeah, we saw I mean, one in Week One. We did. Um, it was Alex Fernandez who is now back on the field for the Cardinals after being injured last drive. And I think we're going to get a timeout called by Heightstown. And that's what we will get. Don't miss a second of Lawrence Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. Plug into the action via your mobile device. Download our free apps. Search WRRC1 in the Apple and Google Play stores to listen to every Cardinals game this season and the biggest hits and best variety on your smartphone, tablet, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto. You know, uh, I just got a brand new phone today, and I got to say one of the first apps that I downloaded was WRRC. Hey, you know, good for you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of commercials that I record for WRC, and uh, you know, I hope you're, I hope you get to listen to them and enjoy them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, in the case you can't make a game, you can tune into, uh, tune into the Lawrence Cardinals football on the app itself. First down is going to be a handoff to the left side, and it is a fortunate fall in the backfield for the Cardinals, as that could have been a gain of a pretty nice gain for the Rams. Yeah, there, there was looked like there was only one defender in that area for the Cardinals. Fortunately, the running back fell down, um, causing a, you know, a, a two to three yard loss for the Rams. However, the one thing that is against the Cardinals in their favor is that the clock continues to run. And that clock will be at 10.33, right before this play. Second and 12 for the Rams. Out in shotgun formation. Puts a receiver in motion. Hands it to the receiver. Cardinals all over it in the backfield once again. And a whole bunch of Cardinals all over that one. Yeah, I don't know. There was three to four Cardinals there. I don't know who made the initial stop, but uh, very, very important stop 
for the Cardinals. Now they're looking at a third. The Rams are looking at a third and 20, maybe third and 19 to get the first down. We've seen them get the long, the long first downs before, but um, you know if you can get the if you can get the the Rams offense off this field with about nine minutes left to, to play, there is time for the Cardinals to come back into this game. Going to be third and 20 for this Rams offense. Big stop here for the Cardinals if they can make it. Devastating blow if, and we're gonna have a penalty actually before the play even starts. No snap. We're gonna get to delay a game I believe on the Rams. All right, that's gonna move them back five yards. It'll be a third and 23. Third and 23 for the uh, Rams. Now the Rams ready for the play here. Three receivers on the left. Throwing over to the right side. Oh. Breaking through two defenders. And it's going to be a first down. My goodness. What a defensive breakdown from the Cardinals. And not the time to do it there either. Massive defensive breakdown. They had two defenders there to defend the screen pass. And the wide receiver just slipped between both of them. There was no one there in the behind the defense to stop. And a uh, massive gain for the Rams and uh, a potentially a back, a back-breaking uh, play for this Cardinals team in general. After the long play, it is first and 10 on the Cardinals 38. Now just under nine minutes remaining. Vincent in the backfield by himself. He calls a receiver over and he'll hold on to it for a run. Brought down after a gain of about four by Alex Fernandez. It's good to see Fernandez back out there making plays. Uh, the, the only problem I have with, you know, the, the, the clock is just continuing to tick down. Not, I'm not sure there's going to be enough time for the Cardinals to uh, to come back into this game. But, uh, you know, if they, they got to get a force a turnover. If they force a turnover, maybe bring it back to the house, then you're definitely back into this game. But, you know, it doesn't seem like... Uh, you know, that's necessarily the Cardinals' motive, you know, basically only having, you know, one to two turnovers this whole season. Yeah, absolutely. And that that big third down pickup was just not great for this defense. Is now on second and long. It's going to be another first down picked up on the ground by the Rams. And once again, a couple missed tackles from this defense. Now is not the time for the Cardinals front seven to be uh, missing tackles. They play. They have played phenomenal for three quarters of this game, and the most important part of this game, which is right now, they are they're not necessarily playing the best defense, and uh, it's coming back to coming back to bite them. Seven thirty remaining now in the game. First and ten on the Cardinals twenty-five. Handoff up the middle. Cardinals able to stop that one this time, but we've got a flag after the tackle. This one coming from the secondary, so. Holding against Heightstown. Holding on Heightstown. Pretty unusual uh, ref to call that one there. Usually you'll see the ref typically behind the offensive line call that. Looks like the ref in the secondary got a better view. It doesn't hurt the, uh, the Cardinals right there, though. I mean, Moving back 10 yards, you, you stop the clock for a little bit. It's moving now, but uh, 
first and long. The, the Cardinals have been, you know, they've given up a couple of long plays here tonight. Hopefully you can stop them here quickly and force them to punt the ball or maybe you know, or you force a turnover. False start. Got another flag here. False start. Yep, a false start. There's been plenty of penalties on the Rams tonight. Cardinals, however, aren't really been able to take advantage of that. They've let them convert a lot of long first downs. Yeah, three long first downs to my knowledge. The 99-yard touchdown, the screen pass out to the left side of the field that went for about 35, and then the other screen pass about two minutes ago, which went for another 30, 45 yards. Once again, the big play is just the, the thorn in the side of the Cardinals' defense. That'll be first and about 25. Vincent takes the snap. He's going to run it up the middle, and he'll be stopped after a gain of about two I guess who. Yeah, I was just about to say, you want to know who made that tackle right there? Matt Melkier. He's been the heart and soul of this defense uh, tonight, and... Uh, Stopping the, uh, you know, forcing the uh, Cardinal or the Rams offense, excuse me, to, uh, you know, not gain many yards on that run play. And you, we have just, you're so impressed by how Matt Melgar has been playing in this game, as he's actually coming off to the sideline now. Looked like he might have gotten a little injured on that play. It looks like he might have a little blood on yeah. him. He's just wiping it off, and he'll get back out on the field. Maybe a little cut. Judging on how he is, though, how he's been this season, he's probably going to want to try and get right back in. Oh. As now throw down the field is going to be completed for a touchdown. Complete the touchdown number four. And Vincent finds his man all the way down the field. Yassine El-Hoysieni. Yeah, a little stop and go right there. Stopped about 10 yards uh, ten yards from the line of scrimmage. The uh, uh, defensive back, Josh Ilixa, bit on the route and once he bit the wide receiver was gone uh, easy touchdown for the Rams and now they are up three scores that one might have been the nail in the coffin for the Cardinals I would say so myself extra point is up and good and Brianna Sargi has been perfect today on the side of special teams. 28 to seven now. And this is again, a team that came into this game with no receiving touchdowns. And they also had nobody with over two receptions. So, I mean, Zach, we talked about it in pregame. We were not expecting them to be able to pass this ball at all today. And now they've got two touchdowns. They got two touchdowns, and they have two long screen passes uh, that have gone for, you know, 30, 40 yards. Other than that, though, they really haven't thrown the ball. It's been quarterback runs. It's been wide receivers in motion taking handoffs. Um, I think we were kind of hitting, hitting it right there that the, the Rams were going to run the ball a lot tonight, but a couple of mistakes by the Cardinals' defense and that, that have allowed, um, you know, some deep passes being completed. And, you know, it was, it was just blown coverage on both of those touchdowns and then also on the big... You know, first down conversions or first, second, third, wherever, whatever it was, it was long completions to pick up the first down. I mean, all of them were pretty much blown coverages. Yeah. Uh, you know, you never want to see that out of your defense, especially the way your defensive line has played tonight. Um, you know, it's just, it's more so watching film and, uh, 
you know, figuring out figuring out the next steps to make sure that doesn't happen again. 534 remaining in the game. Once again, a squib kick fielded by Musa Kamara, who is going to get it up to the Cardinals 36. 39. 39, it looks like. Yep. And we've got another Cardinal down. This time it looks like Samis Walker. Cardinals really taking a beating today. A lot of their players have gone down. A lot of key players. And Walker still down out there. It looks like actually he's getting stretched. Could be cramping. Out there though, yeah, it might be a cramp. Enjoy the classic hits of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s on 107.7 The Brock Retro. Check out our all-new online radio station using the Listen Live button at 1077thebronc.com and via our Apple, Google Play, and Alexa apps and skills. Search and download WRRC2. And some great sportsmanship showed there by uh, Dylan Partika of the Rams. He ran and brought over some water to Walker, knowing that he was cramping. Before his own trainers could even bring some out. So that's going to be uh, in, uh, first and 10 now for the Cardinals. First and 10, five and a half remaining. It's gonna, you're going to need a lot of miracles to come back in this game, get being down 21 points. But, you know, the fight that the Cardinals have, I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. It's going to be a handoff to Dix, who's going to break a tackle and go down after a gain of about four. You know, one thing I've oh, noticed, especially ever since that first drive, I don't think we've seen Keandre Soto in this game. Yeah, not really at all, even defensively, which uh, we've seen him a little bit defensively over the last few games. He made some, actually some really great plays at defensive tackle last game for the Cardinals, some key plays. And uh, he's just been absent this game, and that's something that we've seen. If, you know, they're not really getting it going, they don't really get much attention at all in the game. As Brogle is going to drop back, he's going to be looking to throw this one deep. He'll throw it up, and is that pass made? Oh. Looks like it is not. Camaro was fighting with the defender right there about 25, 30 yards down the field, and uh, just felt the ball fell just through his hands for the incomplete pass. And, you know, plays like that, it hurts to not have Samis Walker out of the field who has shown that he can make those tough catches tonight. Walker still being worked out on the side of the field. It looks like uh, the student section chanting for someone. Can't really make out who's they're asking for. Now third and six. Rogel going to hand off to Dix. Dix is going to be brought down in the backfield. Once again, this Rams defense has shown to be very great. Yeah, they've stopped the run very, very well tonight. I'm surprised here to see the punting unit out on the field. I think, uh, I know you're down three scores here, but you know, you gotta try and come back and you know attempt to win this game. And it seems that, no pun intended, that the Cardinals are punting uh, on this game. 4.06 left in the game. 
They'll be giving the ball to the Rams, potentially, unless they've got another trick up their sleeve somewhere here. Which would also not be surprising, considering that they uh, went for it on fourth and, fourth and around about this distance, six here on their own 20-yard line earlier in the game. This time they will punt it. It's a high-arcing punt, which is going to take Cardinals bounce and land at about the 31. And you're right, Zach, you know, with not a lot of time left in this game, I think the MVP's got to be Matt Melchior. He definitely kept Cardinals in this game for, you know, as long as he could, being really the defensive centerpiece on this team. And, you know, unfortunately it wasn't enough for today, but, I mean, what a game he had. Yeah, I mean, if you want to find out our MVP, tune into the, uh, the post-game report after the game is over, but uh, he is definitely looking like a strong candidate to win that. I, I, I do not disagree with you yeah, at all absolutely. there. First and 10, and we're going to have a timeout called by the Cardinals. It's like they might not have had enough guys out there. I counted 10. Bocelli Pizza in Lawrenceville is proud to underwrite Lawrence Cardinals High School football on 107.7 The Bronx. Delivering classic Italian quality for over 30 years, Bocelli Pizza now open in Lawrenceville, creating delicious pizza and garlic sauces from their delicious family recipes. Could go for a slice of pizza myself oh, right yeah. now. Don't have a nice Bocelli Pizza right now would be absolutely perfect. After this timeout, it will be first and 10 for the Rams at, again, the 34-yard line. It's a long timeout right here for the Rams. I don't know necessarily know what they have to discuss. I mean, if you're the Rams, you kind of just hand the ball off and take clock off the, or time I think off the, the Cardinals clock. called it, actually. Cardinals, oh. Yeah. All right. I mean, kind of the same situation, though. Yeah. You don't really have much to talk about when you're down three scores here. Going to be different quarterback, quarterback in. keeper into the left. You're right. This is uh, Matthew Shamper out there, and he'll go down inbounds, which will keep this clock going. But we'll pick up nothing. So second and ten. It's interesting to see the the lack of use by a Rams running back tonight. It's either, like we said earlier, quarterback sneaks or quarterback designed runs or a wide receiver in motion handing the ball to them. The running back necessarily hasn't gotten a lot of work for the Rams offense. Coming into this game, there were a lot of running backs that were kind of getting uh, some snaps. There wasn't really one clear guy. So maybe they just don't have, you know, a great option back there. As now they will look end. who it is. Yep, Matt Melky are all over it Matt in the backfield. There you go. They hand it off to the running back, and Matt Melchior sniffs it from a mile away. Six tackle for loss tonight. Absolutely dominating the offensive line off the edge. Uh, very well deserving of our MVP. If we were to get, if we were to uh, give it to him tonight, again, tune into the post game report to find out. But a spectacular display of defense by Melchior tonight. It's going to bring up third and 14. 2.05 remaining in the game. Shamper back there for the Rams. Out in shotgun. Taking as much clock off as he can. 
He's going to hand it off up the middle. Taken down after a two-yard gain. And it's going to be fourth and long. The clock still going as well. It'll be interesting to see how the uh, the Cardinals, you know, view this game because from the outside looking in, it viewed like it looked like the Cardinals believed this game was a very winnable game for them. And while they didn't play their worst game of the season tonight, there were some mistakes that were very, very costly for them, especially long, uh, long downs. You know, first and twenty, third and twenty, ninety-nine yard touchdown. Uh, if they can clean up those mistakes, they can play. They can be in any game with any opponent. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they fight back and come back next week. Uh, you know, considering the uh, the lack of scoring and the, uh, the, the, the a lot of mental mistakes made tonight. Punt is going to go all the way down the field to the 25 of the Cardinals, and with 51 seconds remaining. I think you just hand the ball off and uh, yeah, let this clock go out again. Yeah. yeah, you don't want anybody to get injured. You don't want to. You don't want to. You know, give another yeah, potentially force a, a turnover and have the the Rams score some more. You kind of just buckle it up and go home. Once again, it is 28-7 Rams on top, and that is most likely going to be the final score here tonight as well. Probably enough time for two plays here for the Cardinals. And we've got a flag. Timeout. What will the call be? Did they call timeout? Uh, yeah, I think I think the ref inadvertently threw the flag and he signaled a timeout for the Cardinals, which don't know why they're calling timeout. Maybe just to discuss some uh, the basic fundamentals to make sure that they get out of this game healthy and all right. But uh, there doesn't necessarily need seem to be a reason why. She's working on some, uh, some game stuff here. Are we preparing for next week? Maybe a short timeout. Which Cardinal will be the most valuable player of the game? Listen for the LHS MVP of the game immediately following today's action during the Ryder University Open House post-game show exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. Your 2022 National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Radio Award nominee for College Radio Station of the Year. Oh, that'll bring up first and 10 after the timeout. Brogel under center in I formation. A receiver to his left and right. Brogo looking downfield. He is going to get it to Bates, who's able to stiff arm a man. Go all the way down the field. He's across the 45. And Bates with a big pickup after the reception. Yeah, not something that I was expecting. That was a good 40 yards right there on the reception for Bates. Uh, you know, good to see the Cardinals. Uh, you know, still try to, uh, you know, still try to attack this game for a win, even though that is basically impossible with 40 seconds remaining in this game. That was a nice play-action play, though, by uh, Giovanni Brogel to hit Bates in the uh, open field and evading tacklers to get down the field even more. Brogel again in I formation. Smith Walker, the lone receiver, 
He's going way downfield. Brogel's going to throw it up to him. Nice long throw to Walker. Broken up and almost brought down. Oh, almost a catch from Walker. It's good to see him back in the game, first of all. Ball bounced off of the defender's helmet, and it looked like it touched the hands of uh, of Walker, but uh, unfortunately he couldn't haul it in. That would have been his third spectacular catch of the night. I think this Cardinals offense is going right back to that. 31 seconds left in this game. They want to... They want to taste the end zone one more time here. And, you know, good for them. I know we talked about them running out the clock and kind of not trying to uh, get injured or anything. But, uh, you know, it's good to see that Coach uh, Rad is still, you know, wants to see some fight in his team. And, uh, you know, they're certainly showing it right now. First, or should be second and ten. There it is. Throw down the field this time for Walker again. Walker hits him in the face. Wow, and the defender helps him up, good sportsmanship, but that brings up third and 10. That looked like a good throw from Brogel. And again, for, for a team that doesn't really throw in for a quarterback that you know doesn't have a lot of long pass attempts in game, Brogel's got a great arm. He's got a great arm and uh, it's clearly showcasing tonight. I wonder if going into next week and in the games following that you know Coach Radis will incorporate the pass even more it seems like it's taking a notch up each and every game since that first game of the season against Princeton um and you know it, it's it's working it's working a decent amount tonight so it'd be nice to see if they uh or not nice to see but it'd be interesting to see if they kind of abandon that I formation uh run run offense to go more of a uh west coast spread Rogel looking deep again he's gonna throw it way downfield oh and just in front of Walker, or excuse, is that Walker? I believe that is, it's either Kamara or Walker. Kind of hard to see the way. Yeah, that was for Kamara. Um, yeah, just a, just a tad bit uh, of the outreach of Kamara right there. Um, I guess I'm expecting another long pass play on fourth down, considering the last uh, three, three throws have been uh, heaves down the field to try to get into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I too, I don't think we'd see anything else but that. 16 seconds left in the game. Cardinals giving us a little bit more excitement with these last few plays here. Fourth and 10, potentially the last play of the game for the Cardinals. They're gonna bring the blitz. This pass just a little behind Dane Bates. And that is gonna be a turnover on downs. And with 10 seconds left, the Rams can just go out and knee this one for the win. Yeah, the uh, the Rams' defense was, uh, they, they knew that was coming. So Brogel didn't have a lot of time, had to get it out quickly. Unfortunately, couldn't connect with the receiver. And now the uh, Rams will kneel down, and this game will uh, come to an end. So out comes this Rams offense for the last time of the game. So a few of them had their pads off already. Don't even have enough guys out there to snap it yet. About four or five guys ran onto this play super late. And Champer still out there and he's gonna take the final knee. And that's going to be a win for the Heistown Rams over our Lawrence Cardinals. 
28-7 is our final score. We are going to take a quick break before we are back with our post-game show here on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 107.7 The Bronx is underwritten by Bocelli Pizza. 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. As a business that began with the American dream, Bocelli Pizza is constantly raising the bar with their signature old family recipes and garlic sauces that feel like a home-cooked meal. Known for their crispy cupping pepperoni, one-of-a-kind Bocelli rolls, and artisan pizzas, Bocelli Pizza screams delicious. Their menu is bursting with your favorite dishes, including pasta, baked wings, fresh salads, subs, stromboli, breadsticks, and desserts. With a diverse menu sporting gluten-free crust, they have options for your whole family. But if you can't make the trip, don't sweat it. Their catering and delivery services are ready to provide you the Bocelli experience. For more information on how you can receive 20% off your first order online, it's VocelliPizza.com. That's VocelliPizza.com. For the perfect pie and savory sides, dig into Vocelli Pizza at their only Mercer County location, 2098 Brunswick Avenue, Lawrenceville. Vocelli Pizza. Pizza done right. High School Football on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten by Ryder University's Fall Open House. Discover Ryder University at a Fall Open House. Located in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, Ryder's 280-acre campus provides an inclusive and vibrant living and learning community for students throughout the region and around the world. Explore the campus alongside a friendly and knowledgeable student tour guide and see our favorite spots, including the residence halls, Daly's Dining Hall, Cranberries, the Pub, and beautiful Centennial Lake. Meet with faculty and current students who will tell you more about life on campus and how Riders Engage Learning Program connects students with high-impact professional experiences. Financial aid counselors will also be available to answer questions about scholarship and aid opportunities. All students who visit will receive an application fee waiver. Plus, attending a Rider Open House can help you earn $1,000 for textbooks. Rider is where your future begins. Register today at rider.edu forward slash open house. That's rider.edu forward slash open house to see what it's like to be a Ryder Bronc. WRRC-FM, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Playing the biggest hits and best variety, only on 107's The Bronc. And that wraps up another game on the gridiron. But wait, who was the player of the game? What was the move of the matchup? Your Bronc broadcasters are about to answer those questions. Welcome to the Lawrence Cardinals postgame show, underwritten by Ryder University. Discover Ryder University at a fall open house. Register today at ryder.edu slash open house. Regardless if Lawrence won or lost, here are Sean Johnson and Zach Helford to discuss the Cards performance, only on 107.7 The Bronc. We're back with Lawrence Cardinals football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. I'm Sean Johnson here with Zach Helfer. And unfortunately, our Cardinals fall 28-7 over the Heightstown Rams in a very well-fought game by both sides. Uh, score might not necessarily say that, but uh, this game definitely felt close throughout the entire game. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was definitely opportunities for the Cardinals to get into the end zone. Uh, in the first half, they seem, you know, it seemed like you know the Rams were going to dominate this whole game. Obviously, the Cardinals came back and uh, scored that touchdown late in the first half. We thought their momentum was going to carry them into the second half. That was not the case. Uh, but I thought the defense played really well. The offense mixed in passes, which were you know somewhat successful. Um, a lot to a lot to work on for the Cardinals. But I think this is a this was a good a good uh, game for uh, Coach Radis to uh, to see. Yeah, I mean, moving forward, they got a lot of pieces to work with now. You know, Samis Walker 
coming into this game didn't really you know seem too much of a threat as a wide receiver but he made some great plays in this game so now moving on we kind of have you know obviously we had Jahad Dix and Keandre Soto who you know were the main threats here for the offense for the Cardinals but now you know you can mix in a little bit of a bigger passing game and uh no, it's a, it's a little bit more for these defenses to worry about. And, you know, you know, Walker obviously is a threat too, but how about Dane Bates out of the tight end position? He caught a couple passes that went decent yardage tonight too. So there are threats on this Cardinal, Cardinals offense. They just have to put them all together and uh, form a coherent unit. Regardless, this is our post-game show where we give somebody on the team MVP of the game. And, uh, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious who we're going to give it to. Zach, would you like to get into that? Yeah, you know, it's uh, Matt Melkier, defensive lineman, uh, number 54, a captain on this defense. He uh, two sacks tonight, about six tackles for loss. He was absolutely dominant on the line in the trenches for the Cardinals, not allowing uh, the Rams to get their rushing offense moving. Um, especially when he was out there. So uh, even he, he injured himself a little bit, came out, and was still making those types of plays. So he is our uh, MVP of tonight's game. Yeah, I mean, he definitely kept this uh, Cardinals team in the game as long as he could, and he was doing it. I mean, not single-handedly, but he was doing as much as he could in keeping this team, pretty much putting the team on his back. Yeah, I mean... Uh, there was a you no. Know, the defense played well. Played well tonight. You know the the score may not reflect that, but uh, there were some. There were a couple of mistakes made, uh, especially by the defensive backs. But mistakes were not made on the defensive line, led by Melkier, and that's you know that's why he's our MVP tonight. Yeah, so he will be getting you know the the Bronk goodie bag, everything yes. that comes along with it, the shirt. You yes, know, he the, will. I believe it comes with a free pizza too. Yes, so it that's, does. Uh, that's pretty nice. But otherwise, that's going to do it for our broadcast. Once again, the Cardinals do fall to the Heightstown Rams, twenty-eight to seven. Make sure to catch next game away against Ewing next Saturday at two, I believe. Two p.m. Yes, that'll be a nice and early one here uh, for our Cardinals. We haven't seen anything you know before six, so. You're right. It's going to be a little different. But anyways, thank you all for listening once again. You are listening to Lawrence Cardinals Football on 107.7 The Bronx, WRRC-FM. This concludes our game and broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to our coverage of Lawrence High School Football only on 107.7 The Bronx. For a full list of broadcast schedules, head on over to our website, 1077thebronc.com slash LHSfootball. Lawrence High School Football is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, freshly prepared homestyle barbecue, authentic Portuguese cuisine, and even bubble teas in Ewing. For more information online, it's pcbbq.com and by Vocelli Pizza, now serving their famously delicious family pizza and garlic sauce recipes in Lawrenceville. To order, pick up, or delivery, it's VocelliPizza.com. Let's slant back to the biggest hits and best variety only on 1077 The Block.